In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma... Brought to you this week by the number of sandwiches made by our studio audience while they were waiting for this podcast to start. Welcome in to episode 82 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I am Chase, Captain Crunchy Thompson, and wondering how in the world with 82 sandwiches in the room, I did not get a single one. I am. You are not liked. I guess not. I'm, I'm leaving. That explains a lot. Yep. I'm Nick. I am the general. All right, so the... the the uh, intro's funnier if you understand that the studio audience this week is made up entirely of women. Yeah, that helps. You think sexism making, is funny? Making sandwiches. See? Making yeah. sandwiches, women. See how? See? And Rachel. Oh, you rev massage. No, they came up with it. I, I gave them the. Uh, they had to come up with the, the intro. And, they and that came was up the with intro. Something about making sandwiches. That does not sound logical at all. Don't I have proof. your phone. That doesn't prove anything. Episode 82, welcome in. Uh, we are doing a Christmas special today. <laughs> this was Nick Jenkins' brainchild. Uh, I think he had had a night of, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff. A lot wacky, of stuff. Wacky tobacco, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of that. See, and he thought this would this be a week? good idea. <laughs> You're not going to realize it. You're just going to keep talking. I am, because I have no idea. Yeah. So Crap. so Nick had an idea. I, it was a good idea uh, that we would it have. Was, it was. We would have a. A lot of our friends uh, who sure. listen to the show join us. Hence the studio audience. Yeah. Join us in hey. studio. But also. But also on um, the Google Internet. Hangouts slash Skype slash whatever other tools we use to try to actually get that them fail on. fail miserably on. Yeah. And, uh, and so we've been working on that for a couple hours now. Uh, so, But you, you, you made it work, right? I have no idea. Well, we'll, we'll know whenever we're going to edit the All right. So I, I want to I ask a question. So we have uh, Jeremiah Martin on, correct? Correct. Jeremiah? Yes. Okay. So, Jeremiah, just, just out of curiosity, how long would it have taken you to get this working? Um, well, I probably would have started in advance um, so that even if it did take me two hours, I'd be ready to go at 2.45. That's, that's a clever idea. Start that's a clever, clever idea. idea. I can't remember. What time were you in the that. studio working to set up, David? Uh, <laughs> I, got here at, uh, I got here about 2.30, I think. I think what it was time did you really about 2.35. For a okay. two o'clock recording time. Yeah. All right. So, big shot, McConnell. What time did you and the general finish preaching? <laughs> <laughs> hey, in hey, fairness, actually, they actually finished. Our early. sermon was they like did. thirty I minutes. Looked, I looked today. at my clock and I was astonished. It was like twelve oh six, and I was thinking mm-hmm. it's time for a second sermon. We were actually astonished because I know you did. I, I, I could. I could feel the fear and trepidation in the room. I thought about making a. We had like twenty pages sermon. worth of notes, so I thought that message was going to be about an hour and a half, but Not a uh, bit. thirty minutes. All right, so uh, good word today. You want to you want to do a roll call? Who who we have on? Just so people will know. Yeah, um, if you're on Skype, go ahead and unmute, and uh, we'll call you one at a time, <coughs> four brothers at a time, uh, to say check in. So, Martin, say hello. Hi, this is uh, the benefactor, Nathan Martin. How's it going? Uh, this is Jeremiah Martin. 
Captain Cadaver, as Captain I know. Cadaver. Love it. Nice. Yeah, Jeremiah right. was a, a way back listener. He listened in the first uh, seven yes, episodes. He did. God and bless him. Recipients yeah. of a name. He was. Yeah, he was. Maybe the first. And then, the first. and then he disappeared. Yes. Well, the other Martin brother. Just- uh, that's right. And uh, Nathan is a listener because of me, and uh, solely because of me. This is true. Well so. done. Have y'all always Goodbye. had this competition thing going where Nathan decided he had to be a better listener than you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, in order to have a competition, it actually has to be a competition, but you know. This is not close. Mm. All right. So, uh, Mel Vibrato putting the pause on it. Uh, Miss Lucy, introduce yourself. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, yes. we got you, Lucy. Tell us, tell us about yourself. Tell Hi, us where guys. you're from. Me? I'm from near London in the UK. I already feel we like love the, the United Kingdom. Yeah, I feel totally cool now. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Mr. Vela, if I'm saying your name correctly. That's eh, close enough. Okay, I'll take it. Right. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Is this Tyler? Yes. It is. Hey, Tyler. Tattoo Tyler. So now, Tyler, hey, hey. you are, uh, are you the, uh, are you a um, Arminian or a Calvinist? You're oh, the big Calvinist. Calvinist. You're We're the Calvinist there? guy. Okay. No, this this is, I couldn't remember. I was, uh, it was there was a, a Tyler. Are you doing a roll call? To no, there's a Tyler in the HOD that's a big, like, just big-time Calvinist. This is him. Okay, this is him. All right. Awesome. Hey, it's nice to meet you. I'm glad you're on. He's now known as yeah, Tattoo I'm Tyler. Also, because it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to meet you. He's yeah. the biggest Calvinist in the hall. Nice. Is it? That's quite a title. That's quite a – that is well, quite well, a title. Well, thank you. I get Thank you. See, don't tell yeah. me that, that because he convinced me yesterday to get a tattoo, and if – if I have to associate that with Calvinism, Tyler, I'm just questioning so you, everything I believe in. Just so you know, I, I, I agree with most everything you write. Yeah, we're, we're on your side, Tyler. Yeah, we're shocked. The key, Nick the is key not. Me and Chase. Me and Chase. We're down. We are. Where are you from, representation. I'm from Southern California. Well, that's where I live now. I'm from Northern, the okay. other state. Southern California. SoCal, no Cal. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes, he's a Christian. He's a Calvinist. I bet he's we a have a Christian to thank for that. I'm almost tempted to believe in predestination because that's the only way somebody from California would be saved. Would be saved. We may have to get into that a little bit later. All right, thank you, Tyler. It's, it's the it's the land of fruits, fruits and nuts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Um, we're gonna go the other direction and do a pretty good contrast, probably. Mr. Brown, introduce yourself. Kristen, talking to either Nick, Kristen. That <laughs> yes. would be you. Hey, that would be you. Yeah, I'm here. I had to unmute. Ah, Got to figure out this whole technical thing here in uh, in the ATL. Hey, Kristen, what football team do you root for? Just, you know, I, random I don't know question. if I can tell. <clears throat> well, as of, as of today, we wake up and we are Packers fans, but uh, every other day it's Alabama. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Packers fans for one day, six days for Packers. Alabama. That go, was go Michigan State. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll see where Michigan Say State right, goes. Say it right, David. Lots of hate today. Sparty on. Sparty on. Yeah. So, Kristen Brown, who has actually been in studio here with us, who uh, as has Nathan Martin. Yep. Good to hear from you, Kristen. I really do like you. I was just, just kind of Thank playing you. around. Good to hear. Well, and a couple of our next guests have actually been in the studio. Okay. Um, Herschel, go ahead and unmute and say hello. Kay Rice. Hey, my favorite McDonald's. I mean, <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah. McConnell. We'll get it right one of these days. I'm Herschel Christ, and I am Mr. David McConnell's arch nemesis. He needs an arch nemesis. Yes, he does. I have many arch nemesis, I think. And I believe, if I'm thinking right, the first visitor to the HOD Church, Mr. Melton, say hello. Hey, everybody. Go Hogs. <laughs> yeah. Woo Pig or something. Brad, Brad Melton, one of the few 
men who has ever actually given me the shirt off their back. That is very true. That is true. That is true story. True. And you have told some awkward stories about wearing it, but we'll get to that later. Um, thanks, Brad, for joining us. And finally, um, also from very, very far away and very, very late at night, Chris, say hello. Hello from the gun-free, proper football playing UK. Hey, hey, Chris, do you and Lucy know each other? Y'all are both. No, but she, she, uh, Lucy is Facebook friends with a lot of people that I know. Well, y'all are both in the nice. UK. I just, yeah, that's, I didn't know if y'all. Yeah, yeah we're Facebook friends with the same people. There's okay, not that many people in the UK. That's what. I, He's in the north of England. I'm in the south of England. So, okay. ta- oh, so it take you? Okay. It take you about three miles? Like, golly, ten minutes to get there. <laughs> About four yeah, or five I'm, hours away. Four or five hours, yeah. wow. We're Americans. We don't know geography. So. No, not a bit. Because <laughs> we don't have to. You displayed why. a great recognition of it this morning during your sermon, though. Or at least out of the textbook that you I know <laughs> copied and pasted. Yeah, you did well with that. I don't know anything about anyone. I know how to sp- speak British. Uh, tally-ho, pip-pip, and Bernard's your uncle. That's British, right? All the British words I know are naughty, and probably I shouldn't say on the Okay, okay so thank you everybody. <laughs> okay, to join us. <laughs> all, right, all right, we got we gotta, we gotta let the uh, audience in here introduce themselves. So we're gonna, yeah, y'all, y'all come on. Look, it's only gonna be awkward the longer it takes. Yeah, to do it. just gotta introduce yourselves. And then most most everyone here, yeah, HOD church members. They're all HOD church members except the one who My won't claim us. Hey, Katie. 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 All right, come on. My name is Rachel H. Rachel, Yay, Rachel. H. All right, other. Are any of you from the UK? Rachel Kathy. Rachel C. Hello, Rachel. She's also active in the Hall of Dogma. I'm Hannah, Rachel H.'s sister. Nice. <laughs> and they look a lot alike. Hannah H. And I'm CCM. Jeanette Acock of Eric and Jeanette, Jeanette Acock in the HOD. Yes. CCM stands for Contemporary Christian Music, so don't, don't think that's uh, acronym for anything kinky. And she, oh, oh, God bless. We were worried about that briefly. I'm glad you cleared that up for us. We're going to edit that? Yep. I mean, that's how it's, look. I know. Move on. All right. So um, I think to get us started because, well time uh, check it out we're going to start with a that's game my ex-girlfriend with ted cruz uh, no we're going to start with the martin so nathan see who's that that's my ex-girlfriend hey. with ted whoa, whoa, whoa. Cruz. give me that hey chase what? we're attempting to record a podcast <laughs> where att- so chase has pulled up a facebook post of an ex-girlfriend of his are you serious yeah no who has met story. ted cruz tell you a funny story later nice you know her yeah okay. no way. her husband's really? about to open a gun range really he close sure by is. <laughs> Okay, back to the show. Woo, okay. I, I, I have a question. It's your Wait, I have a question. So a couple of weeks ago, you gave a lot of flack. Nathan, go ahead and unmute so we're ready to do this. You gave a lot of flack to... Yep, I'm unmuted. Good man. People are throwing things at me. <laughs> yeah, they you, are. One you, of them landed in your sleeve. You, that was nice. You gave a lot of flack to men who would go and, and eat lunch or whatever with their... Yes, dating people with, <laughs> is, is dangerous. <laughs> Having friends on Facebook So like a guy is, who would go to dangerous. lunch with a girl... But you will you will befriend all of your ex girlfriends on Facebook. Yeah, I don't remember if she befriended me or not. No, no, no. Maybe, wait, maybe wait, 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 Allison. Oh, crud, your Guest wife is here. You have to come and everybody's introducing themselves. One of our wives is here. That means we have to act. No, you have to better. introduce. Come on. Everybody else did it. It's a thing. Come on. 
you're you're introducing yourself. Hi, I'm Allison McConnell. No, 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 no. You're de- no. you're defending. Hey, Allison. You're defending Agape. Uh, no, defending Gospel Friends Fantasy Football League champion. That's right, Allison. That's that's how you should do it. Well, we probably shouldn't talk about that yet. Okay. <laughs> is this season being more difficult than? Hey, last? is anyone else so top four fantasy football? There's four teams left. Oh, please, please. Is, no, I'm just saying, no, for our Gospel Friends League, we is anyone else still in it besides that, that's on today? No, I, I, no was, uh, I was once again regular season champ and once again bounced in the first round of the playoffs. So it's Allison, um, who else? Jordan Lawfer. Hey, I'm in this. I'm in it, right? Kristen Brown is in. Yep. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, Kristen's still playing. And Kristen, who are you, who are you playing? Is it uh, you know, I have absolutely no idea. Good job. That's only because you're in 15 fantasy football leagues, Kristen. You, That's absolutely correct. Who is, oh, is it, is it Owen? Oh, Christus Victor. Victor. Okay. Who is Christus Victor? Who's the first name? Owen. Owen. Owen, Owen uh, Pawn. Pawn. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I have a, I have a Kristen story that I want to tell, but I will tell it later. Yep. I just was reminded of it. All right. So um, we, 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 need, we definitely need to hear that. Well, we're going to go to the Martins first because they have some type of a weird family thing they got to get to. Adult game night. We're, we're not going to the kids. We're not going to talk about it on the air because this is a Christian show, but we're going to talk to them first. <laughs> okay. And then we're, I'll, I'll come back to my Kristen story. Take it, Swagger. Outstanding. Well, I just, uh, this is uh, Nathan Martin, of course. Hold a second. My wife just hopped in. Come over here so they can see you. <laughs> She's a lot better looking than Jeremiah. So. And I don't you've all met that. her before. So. I would agree with that, but I don't know if I should. Yeah, it's dangerous. So say hi. Hey, Mandy. All right. <laughs> she can talk in the microphone too if she wants to. So, anyways, I came up with a. Uh, you know, we're gonna have uh, next week. Obviously, this is Christmas week, but next week we're gonna have all these uh, top ten lists and year end lists and all that stuff. And since this is pretty much my only opportunity to get on here before then, um, I came up with a. Uh, Top 10 things that I learned or saw in the uh, Hall of Dogma uh, in 2015. All right. So you guys ready? Shoot. I'm ready. Let's, so let's you were talking about the Facebook group, the Hall of Dogma.com, right? <clears throat> That's correct. Oh, Facebook boy. group, Hall of Dogma.com, uh, where uh, a lot of us uh, go in and uh, talk. So anyways, um, uh, so these are the top 10 things I learned or saw this year. And uh, I think I joined uh, in December-ish. Uh, so uh, I, it's been about a year that oh, I've actually been all dogma. So year anniversary, congratulations! Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, you made you it. You didn't a year. give me anything. That's all right. Well. Uh, anyways, uh, so number ten, uh, we comment more on nonsense uh, than substance, um, and this is this is uh, evidenced by our three highest threads, uh, which are uh, the number three spot, Creflo's plane. You guys remember that thread? I do remember mm. Creflo's plane. Exciting times. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> then we had uh, the Tony Vance uh, Calvinist meme war. Yes, <laughs> that was classic. God, I hate that thread. Tyler and I really <laughs> liked that one. <laughs> and, and then the number one thread uh, was uh, my thread discussing marital relations, um, sex. So it was the uh, sex thread uh, that Tony did not participate in, but participated in and did not participate in it was rather awkward for him but uh anyways but those, those are the top three threads i don't remember that thread yeah look sex is always gonna be at the top there's the title <laughs> for you for some of us <laughs> sex is always gonna be at the top <laughs> okay 
Episode 82's title. <laughs> Number nine. <clears throat> Edit point. Number nine. Nope. Um, Nick's need to be high. Uh, David's need to be loved. And Chase's need to stay thirsty mm. are uh, definitely things. True. Yeah. Nick, Nick was high just earlier today. No, I wish I was high earlier today. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. All right. Um, and then uh, number eight, uh, Jeremiah Martin's games. Uh, he's posted. Um, other people have posted games. And then you can also throw in the uh, drop us right now selfie in this thing. Yeah. So it kind of goes along that category. Number I eight. I actually like the drop a selfie right now. Those are fun. Yeah, those are fun. Hey, Unfortunately, they always catch me in the worst uh, possible moments, so I uh, I have to uh, not participate a lot. Okay, I'm just going to say that I think the percentage of people that probably actually do that is low. I think most people I, wait I bet, to a better time. Yeah, they wait for, but they, even if it's just a few minutes. Yeah. Oh, they cheat. Story. Yeah, cheaters. Cheating. Now, okay. I would give Chris Atwood. I bet he just does it wherever he's at. He's a bold I, man. He, yeah. Definitely. Shout out to him. Speaking of which, that was a good segue, David. Uh, number seven, Chris Atwood's memes. Yeah. Definitely uh, definitely up there in the uh, top ten list. If no other reason to join the Hall of Dogma, it is, to see, it is to see some of the memes, uh, Chris Atwood. Our performance on the show so far has not warranted anything but a stoning, so that's why we're being that pelted. Our, our, live, our live audience is pelting us with things while we are... Wow, Talking. that's not, not not nice. Okay, I'll I'll speed this up then. I guess uh, number number six, um, uh, Swagger like us did a lot better in the hall than the actual podcast. Yeah, um, so. you're never gonna let that go. Swagger, <laughs> Swagger like us didn't it didn't go over well among the table. It was it was Chase and Nick. It was not me. I, we, I know. We know. I know. David, we you. really right. know the truth of that. All right, number five, uh, well, top ten things I learned or saw. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cassie, Cassie and Rob Houghton fighting. <laughs> yeah, that, yes. that was a classic uh, little fight there on the Hall of Dogs this past week over the van purchase. Oh, there's, oh. So there's a couple might of times. Even be a, a studio audience question. No, they fought, no, there's been three definitive fights. So there's the um, uh, Cassie wants a baby fight. Yes, that's the one I remember. It is yeah. seared into my memory <laughs> that that got awkward um, then then not to be outdone i actually i actually so rob posted this on his normal page and then i brought it into hall of dogma about cassie buying a vehicle without his permission um and then uh tonight they had another really great one on the uh whether they were actually going to participate in this uh, christmas one did they fought so, they fought over it yeah, yeah, it's it's actually a rather lengthy uh, to where. Anyways, they talk about pants, some annual, and uh, Rob needs some. So there you go. So who real quick, I need to interject because I'm concerned. Who Brad Melton is showing us a buys a vehicle without your permission or knowledge. Knowledge, yeah. You've got issues. Well, the issue now is that there's a Nathan Martin headshot with the label "I'm for Hillary." Oh, there I'm is really, in the Skype. Yeah, I'm that's concerned. not good. Okay, um, I, I can't see that. He's just a blue circle to me. But thanks, Brad. <laughs> Anyways, he's just a blue circle. All right, so to me. listen, Rob and Rob and Cassie, I, uh, they are great. Uh, Rob has really come on we strong. Love y'all. Yeah, he. Mountains. I mean, if we had a Listener of the Year award, he would be in the running. Um, but there, there are times where I just kind of want to look at him and Cassie and just say, you know, you guys are broadcasting. You might not realize it because, well, you know. It's, <laughs> Everything's public right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Not but anyways, that's so that's number okay. five. All and right. They only get better from here. Number four. Um, I, I kind of had two different ones. I lumped them together. So it's uh, uh, Debbie Atwood violating First Timothy two twelve uh, slash uh, the love for our favorite affirmative action podcast. Uh, so that's the uh, number four. Nice. Did Debbie Atwood dancing to the uh, Gospel Friends outro music make the list? Nope. Okay. It didn't. That's too bad. We can wrap it up in there. Debbie Atwood, number four. She can have her own spot. Okay. All right, number three, uh, Emmanuel's episode recaps are epic. Yes. Learned yes. that. Reason so. enough to join the hall. Uh, who else does um, an episode recap these days? Ben? Ben, ben uh, Berkeley. Berkeley. He says pretty good. Ben yeah. is coming on strong with his he recaps. He's good. Shout out to Ben. I, He's got skills. I, yeah. I think it's just, I think that black conservatives are just really good at recaps. <laughs> that's, that's well, what it is. that's totally it. <laughs> the ladies in the room just accomplished something. Well, they didn't accomplish knocking over John the Baptist, which is what they're trying to do. They got the mustard on that bread just right. Nice. This is going to be the best podcast ever. I can, I can already. I just feel it in my bones. Why did midi chlorian? Can I just, can I just point podcast. out that Nick, this was Nick's idea, and he just left. He, just, he left he just, like, like three he minutes ago, and he hasn't come room. back. So <laughs> somebody needs to go sit number with him two. in the hall of dogma bathroom. <laughs> number two, okay. trying to bring number two. All right, number two, uh, Nathan Martin's shameless plugs for shoutouts. Yeah. There, there have been a few of those. Yes, kind of thirsty on the shoutout. I noticed you gave yourself the number two spot. Uh, well, you know, it is my list. Okay. <laughs> David All likes right. to be number two also. And number one. The number one thing I learned or saw... And this is going to be all the sappy... Uh, this is the best group ever. And uh, it's definitely uh, been awesome. I really appreciate it, guys. Merry Christmas. And uh, uh, click below for some sunglasses. Thank you. That was so moving. That was moving. Merry Art Christmas to everyone. Day. Oh, I thought we were. Merry Charlie Christmas, Martins. Special. Yeah, great job, Merry Nathan. Christmas, Martin brothers. Nathan we Martin, love you guys. All right, so top ten things: Hall of Dogma, uh, HallofDogma dot com. If you are um, relatively new to the podcast, uh, we have more people who listen to the show than actually are in the Hall of Dogma. So, um, by a factor of about sixty, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. 600. Yeah, it's uh, actually, it is about 600, isn't it? A factor of 600, yes. No, is it? Absolutely. The gap is. is about, does that mean there multiplication? Are a lot okay. of, of listeners out there. 600 times whatever we have in the hall. So, but uh, we, that, that, the Hall of Dogma, which is uh, it's a private group, so you have to ask to be uh, let in. But, um, uh, and we, we run off about, what, three people a week, Emmanuel? That's about, that's about right. So, and I still can't figure out what people get so worked up about. Like, as far as Facebook groups goes, it's fairly like gentle and kind. And I keep telling you guys, we don't give shout outs enough to the ladies, and that's why we lose people that's in the right. Hall of Dogma. Mm. Well, we don't yeah. lose ladies. Okay, I'm going to give. Well, that, there goes my theory. So I want to say something here, uh, and then I want to give it over to Chase. Tell us where we're going next. So figure out where we're going next. Maybe. Okay, but I do want to say so when we originally came up with the idea for the Gospel Friends yes. wanting to do this podcast. Right. One of the things that, that we were hoping for was to connect with people from all over Yes, and be able to have good conversations um, and, and bring them in on discussions that, that we ourselves uh, were having. And, and really... He wanted an international revenue stream. Um, mm. Well, the, the problem with that, that 
Yeah, the problem with that is we haven't found a way to actually make money off of it. We have, but but we do have some international listeners coming up. We do not have the largest of audiences, but we have a dedicated audience, and that's that that's really cool for me. And uh, so, even the fact you guys are willing to give up most of your afternoon to try to be on here, <laughs> sorry, Nick, um, that that's really cool. And and so the holodog, but the fact that. Time. Even seeing like some of the people who've made relationships themselves, like the Martins and the Atwoods, who just kind of met through the listening to the podcast and in the Hall of Dogma, that's just a really cool thing for me, and uh, very thankful for that. Very thankful for you guys and uh, to God for allowing that to come together. So, all right, Chase, where are we going next? I believe it's time to play the game. You're supposed to do the change, change, change. Oh, am I supposed to actually do the music myself? Yes. Why can't we play the music? That's just too. That's just. Right that's just too much. Too long. <laughs> that's just too really much. That's just too much tech, right? Okay. Well, you'll edit. The, you'll edit it in here later, right? Yes. Thank you very much. Good night. All right. So here. Uh, this is the general has brought the game, so uh, tell us. Okay. Wait, wait! Don't tell us yet, because <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, no, go. we've got to figure out who's going to play. Go so Rachel us. Kathy, no. Rachel Kathy from the the uh, live audience is going to come over here and join us for the game. We need one person off of the Skype. So how are we going to choose, Nick? Who's going to do this? Obviously, Nick's going to pick the woman because woman can do what they want to do, right? In Nick's world. <laughs> Take your I was actually going to suggest Lucy, my actually, but I, I was going to suggest Lucy. How do you say my name? Yes, Lucy. How how old are you? Really? I'm asking this for the purpose of the game. You're not supposed to ask. You have to guess. You have to guess. Uh, uh you don't think so? I don't think she's in her twenty-seven. No. Twenty-five. No. Higher or lower? You're you're nearly there. You're nearly there. Twenty-seven. I said, I said 27. I said 25. I'm 24. 24. All right. 24. I was closest. Okay, Lucy, I, I I don't think you'll actually be a good candidate for this game. Um, because oh. wow, that's it's mean. for older people. Yeah, it, it, you need to be a little bit older. And maybe American might have. Yeah. Ask some old people. Old people, will you join in? Yes. Yeah. Come yeah. on, down, old people. <laughs> Uh, so who do we have? Who do we have on the? Kristen uh, Brown's pretty stinking old. Who do we have? This really old. Is Tony yeah, on? He's watching a lot of TV. So we're gonna do Kristen versus Rachel. Herschel. So who watches? A, who watched a bunch of TV in the seventies? Yeah, definitely Herschel. Okay, Herschel. Herschel, you want to play? People are assuming that Herschel is a couch potato. I don't know how you should take that. Herschel, on what? Uh, what you're asking? Well, you're gonna play this game, Herschel. That's it's it's a, it's a game. Do you, are you old? Are you are you old and watch a lot of TV? I don't watch hardly any TV anymore. I watch a Gospel Friends podcast every now and then when they put it up on video. But other than that, did you watch TV? Ba- did you watch TV back in the eighties? Seventies and eighties. Did you watch sitcoms? Uh, some. I was in the military, so I, I may have missed some of them. Okay, uh, you, you may be a potential player, but uh, anybody else? Anybody else right now yeah, on Brad, Skype who Chris, you would say you watched Tyler, a – you would have some good expertise about 70s and 80s sitcoms? Hi, man. Who is that? 
Who is that? Brad, Brad said he'll do it. Brad? All right, All right Brad. All right, Rachel, come on. All right, Rachel. We're boot Chase. Chase you is leaving. boot me? I would kill y'all. Actually, Chase would kill y'all in this game. Are you going to play? I, I thought Chase no, would No, I'm out of here. All right, put on the headphones. Are you sure I can use Chase's headphones? Well, one of the girls. Yes, it's fine. He's not going to freak out. Okay. Chase, you've been you've been one of the you've been one of the girls for a long time. Okay. All right, Brad, are you 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 ready? I'm in. Okay. Okay. So here's the game. I have taken theme songs from sitcoms from the 70s, 80s, maybe the 90s, and I've changed the words so that the meaning is the same, so it's, it's synonymous, but the verbiage is slightly more complex. So I'm going to give a line from the song, and then we're going to go in order, and if Rachel has one shot to guess what the sitcom was, and if she misses it, then we'll throw it to uh, David, and if he misses it, we'll throw it to uh, Brad. Brad, okay. So was Chase going to be the gospel friend to do the game? No. Okay. So well, I don't know who it was, but it's, it's, it's me. It's, it's the theme song. I took Chase's place. Reworded from a uh, 70s or 80s. Well, look, Chase, if you don't mind sticking David's headphones in your ears, you can play the game. No, he's good. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Number one. We are escalating our status by relocating eastward. Moving on up to the east side. What's the show? The Jeffersons. Jefferson. Ah, I knew that one. Yay. We are escalating our status by relocating eastward to a luxury domicile that is on a exceedingly high floor. <laughs> Go team ladies. Moving on up. All right. So this okay. one is for, for David. Provide us an op- any opportunity, we will accept it. Provide us any opportunity, we will accept it. Um. Oh. The eighteen. All right, Brad. You got a chance to steal, and you get an you get an extra line of the song. Provide us any opportunity, we will accept it, but we will transgress any boundaries. All right, that's um, uh, Laverne and Shirley. Laverne and Shirley is correct. Uh, there you go. We are apt to make our aspirations become a reality, performing it in the way that suits our preferences. They start that. They start that off singing something about incorporated. Yeah, that's what they were. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> one, All right. That's one of my all-time top favorite theme songs, by the way. So what's the score? How, how are you doing the scoring? The score is one to one. Zero. And I have zero. One guess, one answer. Okay. Brad has one uh, for the uh, Skype audience. Rachel has one for the uh, studio ladies. And David has a goose egg. All right, back to Rachel. As it should be. You accept the fortunate. You accept. You accept. Accept the fortunate. This one's going to be tough to get off just that one clue. but I got nothing. All right, David, you accept the fortunate. And I'll give you the a second part. You accept the unfortunate. Um, you take the good and the bad. Um, 
Oh, Chase will slay this game. Ah, take you take the good and I don't, I don't know. Take the good and the bad. Ah, you had a crush on everybody. Facts of life. Facts of life is correct. You wow. accept the fortunate, Facts you accept the unfortunate. You get the sum total of those, and then you have the truths of existence. Nice. Way to go, Brad. Man, my parents said I was wasting my time with all that TV. They were wrong. <laughs> Little did you know, Brad Melton, that would one day serve you so well. Number Question number four. If you've ever introspectively contemplated concerning my well-being, yeah, it's back to you. Yeah, Brad got it, so Brad, it just keeps going. Confusion. Start over. If you've ever introspectively contemplated concerning my well-being. Nope. Looking to the audience Nothing. for help, not getting right. anything. Fail. Yes. If you've ever introspectively contemplated concerning my well-being... I currently reside on the broadcast frequencies of a Midwestern city. Oh. Um. Oh, this is a top ten theme song, in my opinion. Um. Yeah, I. The I mean, I know the the song, and they give the letters to the radio yeah. station. W K R, something in Cincinnati. Should we give it to him? W W oh. K R P in Cincinnati. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. David's on the board. Right. W K R P. I had that from the beginning. Brad is disgruntled. Yeah. Well, he's an Arkansas fan. He's used to kind of being upset. <laughs> hey, way to go, Bobby. Goes to Brad. Hey, buddy, we're going to the Birmingham Bowl. Shots fired. Is it three to two to one? No, it's two one. Two one one. Yes, it's Brad's ahead. All right. This is for uh, Brad. We are in this location with our visage directly opposite one another. Oh, my God. We are in this location with our visage directly opposite one another. What's a visage? That's, that's, that's the clue. That's why you have to uh, okay. use your big boy vocabulary. Face to face. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pass. Rachel, we are in this location with our visage directly opposite one another. We are like a pair of valuable eating utensils. <laughs> That's awesome. Silver spoons. That's what I was gonna say. Wow. Here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. Uh, all right, two, two, one. Two, two, one. She's tied with Brad with two. This is to you, David. What number is this? This is number six. Only, th- only three more left. Okay, three left. Just upstanding young men who have no ill intent. Uh, the good old boys, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard is correct. Yeah, wow. Of course. It's two, two, two. Apprehension that they have been invading law enforcement since the day of their arrival. <laughs> all right. So, t- all knotted up. Everybody has two points. All right, this is to Brad. Becoming successful in modern society requires all the strength you can muster. Becoming successful in modern society requires all the strength you can muster. Who's that to? Brad. This is to Brad. Pass. All right, Rachel. 
Becoming successful in modern society requires all the strength you can muster. Finding respite from your anxiety would be beneficial. <coughs> Brad just got it. David. Fail. Wouldn't you like to relocate elsewhere? Cheers. Cheers is great. Infrequently, you would like to travel where everyone is familiar. David got that because of Chase. I would just like to say I intercepted Chase's drunken signal to Rachel, and that was what allowed me to be able to. Trying to cheat. All right, I'm up to three. What's the, what's the score? You're in the three to two to two. You're in the lead. I'm in the lead. One left. And this one goes to. Ah. I just got it, so it, this one would be to Brad, right? No, but it wasn't your question. It was. It was Brad's question. So this one goes to Rachel. Okay. Don't want to steal. All right. What became of knowing the outcome? What became of knowing the outcome? It's a full house. Full house is correct. Oh. What became of knowing the outcome? Dairy delivery, news couriers, and primetime television broadcasts. Do you desire to thieve those close associations? Everywhere you set your gaze, everywhere you set your gaze, there's a blood pumping organ and appendage to grasp. Wow. Full house. And now, has anybody seen the preview? My wife is looking yet? at you very, I have very oddly right look, now. And now, now there were three. Now it's tied, and I'm out of questions. Who was it tied? Me and Rachel. Yeah, it's three to three, and Brad has two. So now I need a tie, a tiebreaker. Gonna have to come up with one on the fly. All right, so this is where we stall awkwardly. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty smart. I can do this. On Drum the roll, please. All right. Since Rachel, that I'll get David. You get first crack at this. Okay. You can choose to accept this, or you can reject it. You can choose to accept this, or you can reject it. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible. Nope. Okay. I don't know. Right, second part goes to Rachel for the steal. I'm impressed he's doing this. Right off the bat, like this. I am striding on atmosphere. I'm walking. Oh, I know! I've got it! I've got it! It's my favorite show when I was a kid, next to Knight Rider. I'm... I don't even need the next line. I'm out. Believe it or not, I'm what? walking on air. The greatest American hero. I knew the song, but I didn't know the show. David for the win. Yes. All right, good job, guys. That was actually more fun than I thought it was going to be. I didn't know. I'm going to be hard to live with tonight, Allison. <laughs> He's coming home a champion. Because <laughs> I won the game, yes. It didn't happen often. This might be the second time he's won. Hey, Brad, thanks for playing, man. Yeah, yeah I had fun. That was, that was good. good. Job, Thanks, Brad. I'm going to relinquish my headphones back to Chase. Let's bring, let's bring back we'll the uh, the ugly girl from over he, there. He had a <laughs> Brad had a message for you that if you're not first, you're Auburn. Is that what he said? Uh, it was what the screen cap he showed said. I look. I wish I could make a joke about. Chase would have done well with that, I believe. Further, you, further yeah, make a joke about Brad, but I think they ended up. What, what Brad? What did Arkansas end up this year, uh, football wise? Record. I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't recall, David. But just like every other SC team, we we all are uh, get to say at least we beat Auburn. 
Well, okay. I mean, we were six Ooh. and six, so I think that you may have. Um, we you, beat you, two other SEC teams, by the way. Yeah. You know, I've noticed people love it. You when did we beat talk Auburn. Football. You did beat Auburn. That was uh, that was the game that made me give up on the season, Brad. That. <laughs> hey, Lucy Marscale, I have a. Are, are you still here? I'm not here, no. Okay. Well, if you were still here, I, were go- I was going to tell you that you had for 2015 the comment that owned me more than any other in the Hall of Dogma. Uh, Lucy posted a picture of um, a uh, – so it was a tombstone of this woman on this old school cell phone. Did you see this? No, I didn't okay, see Okay, it said – so it, it was an actual tombstone, and it was, a, it was a woman holding an old – here it is right here – holding an old phone. And it said, Jesus called and Kim answered. Oh okay, so that was the tombstone. But Lucy's comment when she posted it was, this is why having caller ID is really important. <laughs> it so, is really important, guys. You never know who's calling. Yeah, so Lucy, I just want, well, I just want to say Lucy. that you uh, you had the best comment of uh, 2015 in my book. So, so, so Lucy, tell, tell us how, you, how did you start listening to the show? How did you come across it? Do you know what? Um, I listened to a lot of podcasts on iTunes and it came up as, you know, you should listen. <laughs> so I just put a picture of me on Skype. Hi there. Thanks very much. Anyway, no, I was on iTunes and uh, your podcast came up. I thought I'd listen to it and it sounded pretty cool. So, yeah, you've got the best Facebook group there ever. So thanks for letting me in. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we are glad that you uh, that you are in the Facebook group and also maybe occasionally listen to the podcast. <laughs> we'll take Thank that. Thank you very much. All right, Chase, where are we going next? Jordy I think we had here. some questions for people about their um, yeah, let's, let's do a holiday traditions. This is a Christmas special. Questions, yeah, and then we'll, uh, we'll actually maybe discuss a couple of articles. Okay, so I do want to say if, 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 for, you know, if this is someone listening for the very first time, I would probably listen to another one of the podcasts to get a better idea of what the show is about. Yeah, because the other are, are more. Yeah, we're much more concise and serious on our other on our other podcast much episodes. Much more, it's kind of strong. Okay. Yeah. Concise and serious, also kind of strong. But, but this is, like, this is probably not indicative of no, a normal show. this is show. a chaotic free-for-all. So I would check out a, a, a different episode if this is your do first time listening. Do y'all record a different podcast than I do every week? <laughs> Sometimes I, I definitely feel like I'm on a different planet from you. Yes, Nick. Oh, look, that's mm-hmm. all right, Chase. What's what's the question we had for people here in the uh, audience as uh, as well as on the uh, Skype? All right, guys. So uh, let's let's talk a little bit of uh, Christmas. Um, not everybody celebrates it the same way. So we'll start with the the main hosts, and then we'll open it up to the room and maybe to some of the folks on the Skype call. I would ask, what do you guys, uh, what, what would be your most interesting or unique family way of, of celebrating Christmas? Something that would really maybe stand out from what you've heard the way other people celebrate Christmas. What's the most unique or interesting thing you do? Anybody chime in whenever you yes, like. I'll, I'll start because it'll be the shortest. Um, me and my family, we've been doing this for a long time, and uh, it's really brought us a lot of joy. Uh, you know, your mileage may vary, but we, we, what we do on Christmas is we treat it just like any other day. <laughs> and uh, it, it Sorry. really has brought a lot of joy and happiness to our So you, you actually don't do anything for Christmas? No. Is it, do y'all put up a Christmas tree? No. Do you get a Christmas McRib sandwich? 
Yes. Okay, now that's all right, hang on a second. Although, although, pretty jolly. That's, although that's my Thanksgiving tradition, so you're Oh, oh, I'm I'm rib is Thanksgiving. Inflating the two. But I'll probably Okay, hang on. Is this you being you like or or is this are you being serious? Like I'm being serious. So you guys don't have a tree? No. No decorations. We have, we own a tree. Okay. We do not put up a tree. Do you do you and We own a tree for a a, a different reason do you, it was Wait, wait a minute. No, no. Why do you own Why the do tree? you own the tree? So, before I got married, I was I'm kind of an anti-decorationist. <coughs> an anti-decorationist. My, my wife, she comes from a family that celebrates Christmas big time. And so the year after her mom died, my wife was feeling sad. And so I wanted to surprise her, so I went out and bought a tree and all the and all the, you know, what do you call them? Toppings, decorations. I don't know. Toppings. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. The tree and its toppings. And toppings is fine. And we didn't do a tree growing up. I don't know these terminologies. I think that's what they call it in Scotland. And uh, and I bought this stuff, and I bought like her favorite Christmas album, A Smurfs Christmas. And wow, well, that's a good choice. She came home from work, and I had everything set up for her to to you know put the tree up and decorate it and listen to an album to kind of. Uh, kind of celebrate the memories that she had with her mom and I had her ornament with her mom's picture on it and stuff like that so for that one year we put up a tree and uh, that's the only year it's in the shed now but okay so so do you do you guys buy Christmas presents for each other uh we do sometimes but a lot of times we'll get stuff for the house so okay we'll do like sometimes it'll be a TV or some kind of big ticket item we'll, we'll do but but not always. Okay, sometimes I'm, we do, sometimes we don't. I'm scared to even ask this, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. This year we probably won't do anything for each other. Will, will having a a baby, having a, a child in the house change this for you? For me, no. It might change it for my wife. So she might okay. do stuff with her. I'm not going to go against it. Like, I don't care. Just leave me out of it. Didn't we call Emmanuel last year? Wasn't he the Christmas Scrooge? Didn't The Grinch? I think I remember I'm this not, now. I'm not totally anti-Christmas. I do love Christmas music. Um, That's why you come to the Hall of Dogma Church. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Emmanuel was, uh, he was a little upset with John today for not playing more not singing Christmas John. music. Look, anytime you go to the Hall of Dogma Church for Christmas, just know that none of the songs you'll recognize. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Shots fired, John. Yeah, we did close with Oh Holy Night today. I, I thought it was a great rendition of that. And they opened with uh, something I knew. Yeah, yeah. I'm right, let, I forget what it was. Let's go to someone on Skype. Maybe uh, someone who has a, a bit more of a you know, Christmas spirit about them. Uh, d- d- do any of you have a unique family tradition to share with us? I got one. Okay. Who, who's this? This is Tyler. Okay, Tyler. Thank you. So, so I can't, my family I can't is- see. I can't see who they are. Why are you looking at me and throwing your hands up? Like I wasn't. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Tyler. Uh, so my family loves Damn. our uh, our pets, even the deceased ones. Oh, so we it's about, it's about and I don't know. This I don't is know about where to get it started. Started. It's about to get weird. It's going to get dark. Uh, I'm not sure where or why it started, um, but someone with a very perverse sense of humor started giving Christmas presents from uh, pets of Christmas past. <laughs> You could say. Wow. So Tyler's family has uh, Christmas gifts that come from deceased pets. True. True. Instead of Santa, we get a dead pet presents. Dead, dead pet wow. presents. Good. Is there a Christmas seance? Wow. 
So the every year, and when so, I pass it on, I, I started giving it to my wife as well. She thought it was weird, but once she fe- met my family, uh, it made sense. So the from is now the we, name when on you the say from meds made sense. She accepted it, or it. Well, she realized that she didn't believe in divorce and just went with it. <laughs> that I think the I think the latter. I think the latter. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes. Tyler, sickness and sickness and health. That's my sickness. Or yeah, okay. okay. That's good. That's a good one. <laughs> we actually have an ornament. We have an ornament with the name of the the first dog that we got when Alice and I got married. You know, you, you get married and you say, "Well, let's get a dog and kind of practice being a parent." Nobody says that. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's what we said. Well, anyway, <laughs> where so, is that animal, David? <laughs> uh, when we actually got pregnant with a real kid, we took it to the pound. But. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I'm not. Your dog to the pound? Yeah. That's good practice for being a parent. So, it, well, it so was, you kidnapped no, no, somebody no, else's no, 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 cat no, 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 while no, camping. No, no. You're not listening. Chris and you euthanized your dog. No. How many oh, yes, children got taken to the orphanage before y'all started on the <laughs> Is that why you adopted <laughs> Jack? Because you owed? We, we got a dog to practice parenting. That's why you adopted And once we really were going to have a kid, we thought, well, we didn't need to have the dog in the house, so we took the dog to the pound. Jeez. But we have an ornament That's with the dark. dog's name on it, and every year I want to hang it up, and my wife always fusses about it and says, it makes me put it on the back of the tree where no one can see it. I don't blame her. I always hang, I always hang her up. Oh, not her, but the ornament. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst Christmas stories I've ever heard. Three in a so, row. Wow. So give in. Don't hang, don't hang the ornament, but give her a present from the pet. It, it'll, it'll work itself okay, that's out. What that's do. a good idea, Tyler. I think you've nailed it. We're getting made fun of while you were, you, you were gone. Okay, who else? Uh, who else on Skype has one, and then we'll get someone from in, in the audience. In fairness, who else on Skype has a? Getting made fun of. You were getting made fun of. You just tried to bring it back. Okay. Who else on Skype has a unique family tradition? Tyler, that was that was. Yeah. Awesome. Ty- they may be nervous to go because I think Tyler may win the odd Christmas tradition. Anyone uh, more like Emmanuel? On Kristen bowed out. He said he does not have one. Okay. Anybody uh, else more like Emmanuel? I didn't Emmanuel? have one. I mean, we, we don't have Christmas McRibs or anything. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, you miss it, man. My granddad once used a blowtorch to uh, um, put the Christmas pudding, uh, make it hot, but it went on fire instead. Okay, that's, that's a good story. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Number one, what's a Christmas pudding? What is that? <laughs> Are you serious? I don't know what a Christmas pudding Look, is. Look, he also he you also says the word naked is. as I can naked. Show you that okay, you no, I'm being serious. What is a Christmas pudding? I've heard about it in like um, old Christmas songs and stuff, but I don't know what it is. Is it just it's a? Definitely not a pudding. I can tell you that. You know, I've actually got a Christmas pudding hat. This, do you recognize it? Doesn't be able to see it, but yeah, can you see that? Okay, yeah. that looks like a uh, ice cream sundae. <laughs> so Christmas pudding is not pudding. <laughs> is is Christmas pudding? A Christmas pudding is like a chocolate pudding with like alcohol in it, and it's got like lots yes. of uh, yummy stuff on it. It's a traditional pudding. Okay, you just excited. But normally you're meant to just Nick. light it with a light with a lighter. But my um, granddad used a blowtorch instead and set it on fire. So that was wow. fun. That's awesome. A blowtorch. So, so is this? It looks kind of like a cake. I'm looking at it right now. It looks delicious, but it looks very yeah. Describe pudding, okay. pudding here is like a thick gelatinous liquid. When you say blowtorch, like are we Jesus. talking one of those like yeah. science class blowtorches or strapped to the back blowtorch? Acetylene. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a blowtorch you'd use on like maybe burning wood or something else. But my granddad used it on an actual pudding. So can you imagine is, doing that? But like, this is amazing. Is it more complicated? Indoor or what did he say? Please guys? tell me it was inside the house. 
Yeah, it was inside the house. Yes. Okay, yes. I, I want to know if it's more complicated. Right there. Well, see, I want to know if it's more complicated than. I mean, so like here in the uh, in the good old U.S. of A., we have like um, instant pudding in a package. So could you just put instant pudding, mix it with some alcohol, and blowtorch it, and that would be no Christmas pudding? No pudding. No. It looks like cake. I'm no, 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 no. It's actually like a proper Christmas pudding. I'll send you a picture. But for every listener, you know what I'm talking about. I think this is a British thing, maybe. Do you guys have Christmas pudding? No, we do not. We have Jello pudding. And it's Chris, do y'all? Uh, do you guys have it? Same. Okay. Chris is saying definitely British. It looked like Chris was trying to to do a quick search on his phone. I'm not sure, but Chris has been shaking his head throughout this whole thing. Chris, chime in and save us. Uh, um, English. It must be a British thing. It's like um, a mess of. Uh, I don't like it. It's got like dead flies in and uh, dead fruit. Flies. And, uh, I don't know raisins. what it is, like algae or something. <laughs> you meant to put the, there was a tradition where you put um, a gold coin in uh, or a coin, and basically you'd eat, and whoever got the coin um, would win. Obviously, it had to be a big coin just in case somebody swallowed it. That would be uh, not a great Christmas. <laughs> but, uh, that's awesome. Well, it depends on how big I'm going to post a picture in the Facebook group so you know what it is. That's okay, perfect. please do that. Please do. That is Thank amazing. Thank you, Lucy. That is a good story. All right, anyone sorry. in the room, do you have a unique Christmas tradition that you would like to come and share? Katie does. Well, no, you have to come Microphone. to the mic. They, they can't. Oh, are you going to make more sense than me? Yes. Okay, come on down. Um, so... I'm like in the worse, face. I'm worse than a kid about Christmas, and mm. um, I just got married this year, and I talked to my husband into letting us open our presents with each other Christmas Eve Eve, so I get to go two days early with him, and then on Christmas Eve night, we do our service here, and then we go to his parents' house and open presents at midnight, and then Christmas Day... We do my family in the morning, and then we want to start a tradition of going to see a movie on Christmas every day. I think you may be articulating why Emmanuel is anti-Christmas festivities, because that's a lot of going and being. Emmanuel just so judged you a little. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get my. I couldn't wait to get my presents. Yeah, I like to watch other people open theirs too. Well, that's good. Oh, boy, you're huh? It is better. <laughs> It is better to to give than to receive. <laughs> okay, real quick, I want Herschel to chime in here because um, he's telling the Skype group about something. Tell this story out loud, Chase or Herschel, for me. Herschel or Chase, either one. That's what I meant. Well, what it is is that my uh, we have a a Christmas tradition that my mother in law makes a dessert we call mung. It's some jello salad type thing, and she puts it all together. And a few years ago, somebody asked what it was, and somebody just said mung, and it stuck. And so now every year, there's mung. It could be different flavors and all this other stuff, but uh, she makes it uh, for a lot of our holidays. It's kind of interesting. So what is it actually made out of? Well, let's see. It's got Jello in it, and I think there's some. Look, once you there's whipped cream and blueberries, and just all it just all she just uses all different types of fruits and Jellos and Cool Whips, and I think some she even puts like some some various like cream cheeses and stuff like that. It's just 
all kinds of stuff. So we have Mong. When you add stuff to Jello, it's only going to make it worse. It doesn't get better. Like, why would you add cream well, uh, cheese to Jello? I, I have. I don't know what she does it. <laughs> I have a. Um, it might be better than it sounds, but. All right. I have one I want to share real quick, and then we're going to... I think we're actually going to move to a couple of serious topics. But this may be an edit point. Jello or cream cheese? Because I'm not sure that I can actually tell the story, but I'm going to go ahead and tell it, and then okay. just kind of see what happens. Sounds good. Okay, oh, but... Say, hey, okay, go ahead. Yeah, so it is, it's, it's my understanding from talking to another Hall of Dogma church member that uh, one of the the co-host of the gospel friends um their daughter was recently sharing about christmas with another member of our church's daughter so okay we got two daughters talking here younger kids okay and the uh, gospel friends co-host daughter was explaining to the other daughter that christmas was not when jesus was born christmas was jesus was born at another time and christmas was really about uh, it was pagan and about celebrating the devil, <laughs> and 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 when and when and when that when the other daughter was appalled and said, "Where did you hear that?" This girl said, "My daddy chased. I mean, my daddy told me." <laughs> so, <laughs> is I, I, you know, Chase, is there? Do you is part of your family tradition to get your children to go out evangelically? Evangelically and ruin other people's Christmas. Well, hey, you just made up a new word. I made up a new word. <laughs> Is anyone surprised? Everybody. Parenting role model right now, by the way. Everybody have a seat. I'm going to tell you the real truth about Christmas. Um, no, okay, so. If you have kids listening to this podcast, this would be a good time. Tune out. Spoiler alert. For 10 years. About things? No, I, I, I mean, I'm actually kidding. Hey, I the actually, easy way this is not a lot of your children about it. Upon hearing uh, that story, that takes away the magic. Upon yeah. hearing that story, um, and, and I, I uh, we, I guess we, we talked about Santa Claus last year. So if you want our take on Santa Claus, you can listen to that episode. But uh, upon hearing the story that my daughter was telling people that 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 Christmas had sort of satanic origins. <laughs> I went and asked my daughter that question, um, and I said, "So where did you hear that?" And uh, it turned out it wasn't from me. Okay, it was from a uh, community sort of um, studying of the Bible thing. Oh, is that uh, a, not like, to name any names or like nothing. a CSB? No, so, oh, yeah, something just, like you know, that. We, we want to leave names out. And, is that when and, all those women get together without male leadership? I, 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 I have no recollection. <laughs> I just want that. I want to point out that I'm not talking, and my wife is looking at me, mouthing for me to stop. I'm not doing anything. Yeah, well, we we my anyway. Mouth, my mouth is big enough to get other husbands. Uh, that. Uh, <laughs> 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 So you just sit there and take it, mister. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. My mouth is big enough to get other husbands in trouble. I didn't know if you heard. Okay, so anyway, I asked her about it, and she heard it from a uh, local sort of Bible study. And, and, and so, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, there is – I'm not uh, – I, I, I've studied a lot of history. Um, I'm not an expert or anything like that. There is a real – significant historical debate about the origins of Christmas. People will definitively tell you that Christians co-opted the celebration of Christmas from pagans. There is a chance. There is a chance that that is is almost completely untrue. There is a chance, even in a sense, that 
pagans co-opted the celebration of Christmas from uh, Christians. There, there's, uh, there's not a lot of historical record about the early celebration of Christ- Christmas by Christians. The first person to suggest that Christians co-opted Christmas celebration from from pagans, from Saturnalia, from Sol Invictus, that sort of thing, uh, was somebody who was writing in the 1600s, uh, the late 1600s. So this is this is a fairly new idea, historically speaking. It does not have a ton of backing either way. There is not a ton of written evidence that that really indicates either way on this thing. Now, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but don't point me to a blog post that's uh, – uh, that doesn't have citations from from ancient texts. That's where you would find the information on this. And bottom line, it, it's it's possible Christians took aspects of the celebration from pagan sources. Certainly, the Christmas tree is that. And I think efforts to Christianize the Yule log and the Christmas tree and mistletoe is silly. But celebrating the birth of Christ around the date of December twenty fifth has been going on for a very long time, and it is not historically obvious that that was done by the church to quash a pagan celebration. There's a little bit of debate about that. Okay, I want to ask if anybody on Skype or in the audience doesn't really celebrate Christmas for kind of religious uh, convictions. But beforehand, I just want to say that, you know, in fairness... um, and I think we're safe. Spoiler alert: We've talked before about Santa, and you've had a couple of run-ins with your kids letting other kids know <laughs> that Santa doesn't exist. And then we also had whoa, a little. Whoa, you just said it. I just said Straight spoiler up. alert. Okay, okay, that's a big spoiler alert. Uh, but you also, by the way, in the episode seven. Oh, never mind. You also um, have had your, some run-ins over Halloween. <laughs> a bit. So, a bit. so <laughs> there's, a, there's a little bit. When I first heard the story, I was like, okay, no. My son is an epic uh, Santa Claus truther, or at least he has been. I, to be fair, my daughter turned into that this year. So I've I have had, set those I've kids had, down many times and said, "Stop this telling is, people the truth." This you, is you've how told we them do lie. It, we don't lie in this house. Look, you look, lie to other people. I don't though. want other parents coming to me and saying, "This is what your kids said." I just look. That's that's how we roll, and uh, other people roll. However, this is not a hill. I'm the, that I'm so you just tell them to just not talk about it. You don't tell them to lie. Precisely. And look, we have a blast at Christmas. In case anybody's worried about my kids, we hey, have Christmas it, trees. Christmas I guarantee toys, you this: you have a better time at Christmas Jesus. than. But children a, don't have the imagination. You have to lie to them for them to have a good time. Uh, <laughs> See, I go. do not believe. I do I not think believe that. You, childlike imaginations can't handle mundane holidays without lies and. Who snapped? Red suits. Wow. Okay, you. I guarantee this. Yeah. Whatever you guys do on Christmas, you have yep. more fun than, than the than the Marsh family. That doesn't sound <laughs> difficult. <laughs> so, well, I have a lot of fun on Christmas. Okay. We don't have any obligations? We don't have to be around family. Any, anybody on the anybody on the Skype have any comments about what we're talking about in terms of either um, not celebrating? So we are joined now live by Tony, the director who is all the way from West Virginia. Tony, how do you guys celebrate Christmas in the real Virginia? We celebrate it all full force. We do Santa, we do Jesus, we do, you know, tinsel, we do trees. Santa and Jesus. (laughs) 
We do Jesus too. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with I'm with Martin Luther. I like a lot of nativity scenes. That's one of my big things with Christmas. I like a lot of nativities. Uh, trying to avoid uh, you know the idol thing with all that. I hate to uh, to correct you there, Tony, but it's nativity. That's <laughs> it's nativity up here in West Virginia. Na- nativity scenes. Yeah, Alabama. Hey, hey Tony, is it naked or naked? It's naked. Thank it's you, naked. thank yeah. you, Tony. Y'all are in agreement. It, on it that. is naked. Thank you. I said naked during. Naked is when you're naked and you're doing something. That's the when you see something. I've heard that six I times have today. Never heard that in my life. I have heard that more times I than I ever care to hear that <laughs> phrase. In the south, and they say, and they were naked. Yeah. Naked means they were naked and were doing stuff. Naked just means you don't have any clothes on. That is, uh, that is very informative. That's the kind of really sharp vocabulary stuff you get here on the Gospel Friends podcast. Okay. Right, I want to go back to my other. I want to go back to the other question. Okay. Is there anyone on Skype who doesn't celebrate Christmas, uh, or because for religious reasons? Are there any Christians listening? Is what he's asking. Okay. Are there any Christians on Skype? Chris did say Christmas when Protestants love idols and symbols, which I think. Yes. Who said that? Chris. Uh, Chris Stoddard. Go ahead, Chris. you want to expound on that? He is correct. Um, it, I've got some Anglo-Catholic friends, and it was something they said, and with uh, Tony saying about nativity, it's sort of the only time where uh, we get our images of Jesus and our uh, symbols out, isn't it, sort of thing at Christmas. We don't do it through the year, but we uh, we get them out at Christmas. For all to see, you know, you know that's, that's one thing that is it really I think a much bigger deal in Europe, in the United Kingdom, and probably heavily Catholic areas is is mm. the debate about images of Jesus. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, but that that is uh, that is a theological discussion we rarely encounter here in our part of the states. I mean, it's not that it's just completely untalked about. But most churches you go in, uh, some might have, say, a picture of Jesus, some might not. But it's, it's, it was something, some might have that. Uh, some might have statues. But that's not a very across the board kind of thing around here. People have depictions of Jesus in like plays, church plays. Yes. And, uh, stuff like skits and stuff like that. So. Jesus knocking on the door. Uh, yeah, and, and and you know even even T-shirts and things like that. But for a lot of, especially United Kingdom Protestants, that's a big deal. Uh, that that's dating back hundreds of years. An issue of idolatry, uh, and, and you know I, I can kind of I can kind of get that. How how big of a deal is that in your local church fellowship, Chris? Um, look in like local church fellowship because uh, we are not. I don't go to a, an established. Church, so I don't go to like the Anglicans or anything like that. So really, that's not a massive issue. Um, it's just that I know people who are um, Anglo-Catholic um, ministers, and they're into the whole wearing the dresses and flashing the incense about and having uh, idols and things like that. And they put that they put uh, one of them put that up about um, saying. That uh, at Christmas we uh, it's the Protestants that are getting the uh, symbols and the idols out to 
to to show off. Where, wearing Luke's. the dresses? Did he talk about wearing the dresses? Yeah, you know what yeah. he's talking about. Like a, we would call it a robe. Oh, okay. A formal robe of some sort. I, I used to wear a robe here when I baptized people, and you made fun of me, and I had to stop. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> this is a true story. That is a true story. But I made fun of you in love. And also, I couldn't fit in the robe, so I had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we were, we, so we go and look at Christmas lights, at, you know, just drive around and look at Christmas lights. Uh, we really like that. And uh, we take people with us who are here in the audience, and they really enjoy it as well. But anyway, last night we were we saw a a Santa. Actually, this was last week, but anyway, it's it was a um, a nativity scene with Santa kneeling at Jesus, Jesus yeah. uh, worshiping Jesus, the little baby Jesus. Oh, do y'all remember the picture I sent y'all from that Christmas parade? The ultimate goal is Christ. Yeah, that was or a good one too. Yeah. And it was a field goal post with a kick going through and two players yeah. huddled in prayer and Jesus standing on the back of the float with arms open. Like, yeah. like he was wow. doing a touchdown. That yeah. said the real goal is Jesus. Is yeah. such American Christian. The general is about to shoot something. That doesn't bother me more than Santa, actually. It so bothers me a little bit. Santa kneeling at... Um, Both of those bother me a little bit. Neither one of those bother me as okay. much as Santa. Santa, like just Santa by himself. Just Santa by himself. Because really? I, I can see Santa kneeling as like Santa recognizing the supremacy of Christ. Um, although people who put it up probably are not that theologically sophisticated. So because they believe in Santa, but uh, <laughs> I do think that that's the point of that. I've seen that depiction before. I think it, the point of it is Santa recognizing the superiority of Christ. Yeah. So I, I can I can let that slide. So we we used to go to a church that. I may have told this on the podcast before, but we used to go to a church that had a Christmas Eve candlelight service, and it crescendoed at the end. Santa came in and took communion from the from the told minister, and then left to go do his his toy stuff. Yeah. So. Wow. I, I don't. I don't know what I think about that. I don't know what I think about that either. Santa would come down, and all the kids would see him, and he would just kneel. He would take communion and then he would get up and leave. All right. Wow. As well. All right. uh, There's some discussion in the um, the Skype chat about baptizing in a holy robe, yay or nay. Then the question of what makes a robe holy, and it quickly. um, I do. I do want to say it wasn't really a holy robe that we were wearing. We were wearing waiters, and the robe covered up the waiters. That was the whole purpose. Part of the reason, David, we we got rid of that robe is it got moldy. No, Chase. You you thought it was moldy. It was moldy. It had. It was discolored. Chase thinks everything's moldy. It was discolored. What else could it have been? All right. Maybe. Kristen did bring up the holy kisses segment, and Herschel's quick to say he was glad he visited before (laughs) we established the holy kiss. You you were safe. Yeah, we we have kiss people today. Yeah, we all did. Okay. uh, Forgot he said. No, I was going to say – so, Chase, we have – actually, before we get done here, we have a couple of serious topics. Yeah. So so give us one, and we'll see if anyone in the uh, here in the studio has some comments on it. All right, guys. This week in Christianity Today, Andreas Kostenberger and Alexander Stewart have written an article, Five Errors to Drop from Your Christmas Sermon. 
All right. So I'm going to throw a few of these out. Now, this would be the Christmas sermon that I preached earlier today. Th- that's right. And, okay. And we'll, we'll be yeah, interested to find five errors in if, if there were any of these, uh, of the errors you made earlier today that mentioned by Kustenberger and Stewart. Are okay. you ready? Yep. All right. Number one, this is a pretty good one. We did not have anywhere near a, either of our Christmas sermons this year. We did not have a traditional Christmas sermon. In fact, I thought it was interesting that, that uh, you guys, neither one of you guys was at the church last week. We opened... Uh, uh, the Christmas sermon I preached with Ephesians 2, and then you guys today opened the Christmas sermon with Ephesians 2. I thought that was awesome, considering that is like a, one of the last verses you would normally think of Christmas-wise. But here's It's almost like there's an all-knowing God who gave us his spirit and coordinated that thing. Coordinated? Ooh, that sounds like that's sovereignty. A little, that's a little charismatic. I like that word, coordinate. coordinate. Amen. All right, here, here's number one. Don't add details to your sermon that aren't in the text. And Kostenberger and Alexander give some examples like that uh, a stable is is not really mentioned. Nothing about the stable is, is mentioned. Was it a cave? Was it open air? It, there was not even a stable mentioned. It could have been a guest house. It could have been a room. Also, there were uh, magoi or magi, not kings, and not necessarily uh, three kings. Also, there's nothing about Mary or Joseph riding on a donkey. Uh, It's very possible that Mary could have walked the entire distance, being as how she was a teenager. And, And this is what they say. It is important for us to stick with established facts of the Bible when preaching and teaching. There's, of course, nothing wrong with the use of historical imagination, but you need to make it clear that's what you're doing. Reactions. Jeanette has a reaction. She's scoffing. Yeah, just picturing her walking the entire way that pregnant. Say it again. Women were picturing Mary walking the entire way that pregnant. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that would be, by the way, she a... She would be my hero. That's a 70 to 80 mile walk. Mm. That's, a, that's a long walk. So my kids have like a um, DVD series from the vantage point of the donkey Jesus rode. Well, <laughs> Jesus did ride a donkey. Yeah, you know, at the end there. That's right what I'm talking about. That's Easter. what I'm talking about. I, mean, I was just talking about adding facts to sermons okay. and things. That somebody did like an entire thing about uh, the, the the donkey that Jesus rode in uh, near as he came into uh, Jerusalem. Well, that's interesting. Well, at least there was a donkey there. There was not a donkey mentioned in any of the nativity narratives. All right, so I don't have an. So to me, it's just a base, based on how you say it. I mean, I think using words like probably, you know, they. I don't know why you would preach about the donkey. I'd like, I don't understand what that has to do with anything or why you would need that in there. But I mean, I think it would be say to be okay to say we can we can assume or probably they rode a donkey. You, you, you can do those things without having to be definitive. Yeah. You know how some preachers kind of do like narrative embellishments or like for one, people assume that Mary and Joseph were poor. And so well, they couldn't have like camels, so they probably had a donkey or something. And so you just you're telling the story, and you know, and they rode seventy miles on a donkey, you know, and it because you got to you got to say they rode on something, you know. Don't say they rode seventy miles on a Fiat, you know. It's kind of <laughs> either a donkey or a camel is probably your your two, you know. I'm just saying, but I, I think I think 
it's just whether or not you are definitive about what you're saying. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with with saying this is not in this this is not in scripture. We can assume probably. But there's a lot of stuff we can imagine this happen. Kind of just add, for instance, not a lot of people sweating in scripture. We don't read a lot about a lot about sweat. It's true. Well, you have Jesus at Golgotha. And his sweat was his blood. That's like the only right. time. But when you hear people, when they tell the story, they'll be, you know, mm-hmm. not that story, but any story, you know. And, you know, he's sweat and what you just you just add little details to make the story more vivid because the New Testament writers aren't trying to tell you every single detail. That's true. And they're not. They're not trying to so, tell a dramatic story. So I don't I don't think it matters. With You think that's dangerous? No, not not what they wrote in on. I don't think that matters. That's what I'm saying. Like no one's not going to get saved or get saved because you mentioned the donkey. All right, so you two preachers are okay with lying. That sounds good. Kostenberger is against it. Emmanuel and David are for it. Number two, this one might get a little bit. Did more we want to ask anybody else? Everybody else okay with lying, or are y'all more truth tellers? Okay, Rachel. Rachel's on your your side. God is sovereign. John Calvin, okay with lying. <laughs> Chris just thumbs up someone, but I'm not sure if it was Kristen's lightsaber or Tony's halo or okay. what we were talking about. Who knows? I think we'll actually get more of a controversy out of this next one. And I don't okay. think we're going to have time to do all five of these. We'll just okay. do maybe two or three. Okay. Okay. Here's <laughs> Tony's spotlight. Alexander and Kostenberger say don't supply spiritual explanations for cultural practices. To make them sound biblical, I actually think these the guys are on to something here. For instance, they say, uh, "What does the decoration of an evergreen tree have to do with Jesus coming to Earth to rescue God's creation?" We may tell ourselves it's a symbol of everlasting life because it's ever evergreen, but is that really the reason to set up a Christmas tree each year? How about giving gifts? We give gifts to one another to remind ourselves of God's great gift of Jesus, or to commemorate the gifts of the wise men to Jesus. That may sound nice, but is it, but is it biblical? No. What about Christians like Emmanuel and like the Puritans who don't celebrate Christmas at all. Very little is intrinsically spiritual or biblical about these kind of expectations. They're almost entirely cultural. That doesn't make them necessarily wrong, but we shouldn't invent biblical rationales to justify them. Nick? Well, I was actually, I was trying to get your attention for Herschel. So um, Herschel's piping up saying, right on. Herschel, go ahead and kind of chime in here. Well, I think we have a tendency of, and it's a natural tendency of any man to try to to align Scripture with our preferences or what we want to believe. And we need to hold that the Scripture is the ultimate authority, and everything that we do culturally needs to be derived from that, not the other way around. That's good. I agree. It's definitely a justification. Because uh, like if one more person tells me about the evergreen and all that, I swear, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, just say you want to put up a tree because you grew up putting up a tree. And let's try to leave all the spiritual stuff out of it, please. Okay, well, that, that's – I didn't bring this up earlier, but, I mean, I think that both sides of what you just said. I mean, I think it's – like not trying to spiritualize something. You – you know, we put up a tree because of blah blah blah. This, I've never even heard the evergreen 
Really? Yeah, I've never heard of that. But I mean, honestly, like Southern Baptist. Oh, it's Southern Baptist. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Hanging of the Greens, uh, and it's a Southern Baptist tradition. Hanging of the Greens? No, just Hanging of the Green. Yeah, that's what I was just picturing. The okay. Okay, well, I, I've never heard of the uh, of that, but I mean, we we have a tree because I think it's pretty, and we always had a tree when I was growing up. And but you only have it one. If, if it's so pretty, why not just have it there all the time? I would have it there all the time. We used to have a we used to have a plastic tree in our foyer that we had lights on, and I loved it. But you don't spiritualize it. No, I'm saying don't spiritualize it. But to me, the tree the tree to me is like it is like it's like Paul, it's like the meat sacrificed to idols. It's not a it's not a deal. I, don't tell me that I'm a pagan worshiper because I have a tree in my house. Just like I'm not going to tell you that I am I have it there for spiritual reasons. It's a it's a tree with little pictures of our kids and balls made out of twine hanging on it. It's 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 it's, it's nothing either way. So. It's that's my deal. It's not a deal. No right. deal. No deal. Okay. Is that what we're doing? No deal. No deal. <laughs> All right. Say it in the microphone so everybody can hear benefit from your wisdom. Yeah, we should have made Rachel come over. So, in our homeschool curriculum, we were we've oh, yeah, been yeah no listen <laughs> we've been studying we've been studying through Exodus and um. All the plagues and how Moses led the, you know, the Israelites. Oh, what does the Old Testament have to do with Christmas? Well, I'm getting to it. Oh, okay, good, good, good. Mr. Chase. Um, Anyway. I think if you of all people can understand taking a minute to make a point. I was just kidding. So um, we were talking about the festival that they were instructed to have to remember what the Lord did for them. And one of my children asked me, well, is that kind of why we celebrate Christmas? To remember what God did when he sent Jesus, because we don't have an elaborate, we have, we do not have a tree up simply because it's a hassle. We always end up fussing when we put trees up. So we just decided not to decorate. It's just too much of a hassle. So, um, but we do t- focus on the Christmas story and everything, you know, Jesus' birth and all that. So they, one of my 11 year old actually said, so this is kind of like our remembering what Jesus did about, you know, Jesus' birth and what God did for us, the same way the Israelites were told to remember what they did when they brought him out of Exodus. Sort of like a festival. So. It's interesting. I thought it was an interesting insight from an 11-year-old. I, the, 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 and, and if you didn't, I mean, it sounds like you, y'all just didn't put one up because you just didn't want to mess with it. Yeah, right. Which would, that Allison would do that if, if she'd get away with it, but I make her put one up. But, like, if someone, if someone, if someone, if someone, I go, I go to the base, I go to the basement, bring the stuff up, literally put it all in the garage, and she said, well, and I said, you know, we're going to put this out. But um, if you told me I feel convicted that we should not have a tree and greens hanging all over our house, I would be fine with that. But if you want to put a tree up, unless you're getting down on your knees every night and, and bowing to it, it's just it's just not a deal. You, you talk about, you know, Christians taking the fun out of everything. And th- th- sometimes I feel like that about this, you know. Well, you know, he, Jesus wasn't even born at Christmas. Well, he, he he may not have been, but I mean, he was born sometime. So we just celebrated it this this time of year, and 
Then other people are like, well, we're never told to celebrate his birth. Well, there's a lot of stuff that we're not told to do. It's just like every little thing becomes this um, litany of right or wrong worship or right or wrong uh, uh, behavior for a Christian. I just, I just, I think we get really silly with with all of that. Well, Kristen, oh, biblical. Sorry, that's biblical. Go ahead, Grinch. <laughs> and here's the thing: I'm not anti-Christmas tree. I don't. If you want to decorate a Christmas tree, knock yourself out. Um, Thank you. And I support your decision to not put one up. Yes, because you have Jeremiah a man crush on him. Verse three. Oh, we're gonna go with scripture now. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman, and they decorate it with silver and gold, and they fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move. A lot of people take that verse and they mm-hmm. apply it to a Christmas tree. Because, they do. Well, that's what people do with Christmas trees. <laughs> they cut it down from the forest, they decorate it with silver and gold, and they fasten it down with hammer and nails. Yeah. Um, now, is that verse talking about that kind of tree? I don't know, but I, I get it. But what 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 makes the Christmas tree idolatrous is when people when people want to hang on to it so bad. That's the that's the idolatry. It's not the tree. It's the people. It's like I had this in my childhood. If I don't set this up every year, I cannot breathe. Like well, Christmas becomes like, about the machinations of it, not grow up. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a tree. You're not six. Be an adult. Yeah. You don't need to decorate things. Yeah. You know, Kristen in the chat was saying that he didn't understand. Go ahead and finish. And we'll go ahead and flesh that a little bit, Kristen. What, what was your thought there? About which part there? I'm sorry, Nick. Uh, well, about, about, uh, about, uh, about uh, just about in general about why people make such a big deal about anything. Yeah, you said you don't understand yeah, why people get bent out of shape yeah, about things I, like this. I don't. I don't understand why. You know, if I'm kind of like a manual, if somebody wants to put up a Christmas tree because it looks nice or whatever, I mean, why? I don't understand the reasons. Where people try to uh, create something and put the biblical um, meaning to it instead of, you know, pastors use uh, examples all the time of different things to get a point across in the Bible, right? We don't have to do that to make a point in the Bible. We don't have to make uh, things, Christmas things, have to mean something Christian. We, don't, we just don't have to. It, uh, I, this, it's one of those, you know, hill the dawn kind of things. I don't understand why people make a big deal out of a lot of different things. It just, I don't know. Uh, let people have fun. Enjoy it. As long as you keep the meaning of Christmas as it should be, don't let all the peripheral stuff get in the way. That's all I'm trying to say. I got you. Well, I think that's, you know, for me, that's where I guess I have heartburn sometimes is people focus more on the tree than the reason they're putting the tree up. And that's where I'm like, all right, people. Let's well, let's back up off the and, machinations. But and that's true. I mean, I, look, I agree with you, and I'm not I'm not trying to justify it by saying. Yeah, but you're, you're not. I'm not talking about. I, I'm we're not, not trying. We're, to, we're not talking. Yeah, your celebration of Christmas is not the kind we are talking. Well, look, about. I mean, no, I mean, to some degree, yes. Like that to me is part of this time of year is having a tree up. So, is there some idolatry there? Quite possibly. Uh, and, I, and I wouldn't imply that you have that. I understand. I'm just saying that. Who, who do, my wife has a coworker who every year. Literally puts up twenty five full size Christmas trees. Okay, that person needs to speak to someone inside. They can get some help. It's not that. I mean, you can give them that help. That's what you do for a living. Like, that's talk to. That's, that's what this lady does. I just think oh, I, I'm just like We're it's, all in it's to me. There's like this segment of 
Uh, I hate to sound like Kirk Cameron for a moment, but there's just like this no, segment of Santa. Christians that just want to dismantle Christmas and the celebrations of Christmas, of Christmas just for the sake of it. And hey, you know what? You mean reform on, on on I don't know who they are. Uh, you know, I mean, I know I Chase. I, I know, I know Chase. So. I know Chase doesn't like Kirk Cameron, but uh, not but, true. <laughs> but you know, hey, you know what? They, they, they don't. They won't have Christmas trees. Yeah, they don't have that idol. But I mean, you know, they they worship college football every Saturday or pro football on hey, Sunday hey, or whatever. Hey, hey. Well, so I'm just like, we can talk we're going to pagan symbols, but don't talk to me about <laughs> not this time of year anyway. I'm just saying, it just seems to me like there's a. Did we ever answer your original question? I don't what know. were we even talking about? Stuff. Okay. Christmas. <laughs> hey, I got, I got a Bible verse verse for us to kind of close out this this conversation and, okay. and get us towards the end. Way to be a downer. Uh, uh, like, no, no, it's good. It's good. It's okay. good. It's good Bible verse. It's a. Uh, is it that, that God God knows the plans He has for us? No. Well, plans to prosper us. It, it's not that one. That's that's a that's a pretty good one. Although that's very much uh, misused on Jesus Wells all over the world because you have a Christmas tree. Uh, no, it's not that either. Look, I will say this as a as a card carrying Christmas tree guy. In other words. We have one. I think. I think uh, Emmanuel is absolutely right that that the way we celebrate Christmas can be an idol, and every Christian should examine their heart. Uh, you know, even First John, that that wonderful letter of John. He he's so concerned about idolatry in Christians. He says uh, he says that uh, he ends the letter by saying, "Dear children, um, keep yourselves from idols." So uh, look. I, I I think the work of examining our hearts for idols is a is a fantastic great idea, uh, as as uh, John Calvin has said, our hearts and minds are idol factories. Here's what Paul says I think directly about Christmas. Um, he says Romans fourteen five, and I'm going to be reading from the ESV UK version for our uh, United Kingdom friends. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. I think that's about the way we should handle Christmas. Kill idols, honor the Lord, and some people celebrate uh, that particular day, some people don't, and, and you know we probably don't do a lot of crossing swords about it uh, beyond exhorting each other to stay away from idols. That's my take anyway. And I agree. I think that what David is referring to is people examining other people's heart. Like I don't go. I'm yeah. like the anti-Christmas evangelist. Yeah. Like I don't go out and say, "Hey, why are you celebrating Christmas? You, you know, you idolater." Yeah. But if you strike up a conversation with me and you, you know. And you ask my opinion, I'm just like, well, that's what you feel that you want to do, fine. But don't try to dress it up as something holy. That's all I'm saying. Well, Kostenberger would agree with you on that. Yeah. And I would agree just we the reverse of that. I asked my wife, I said, do you want to put the tree this year? She's like, no, I don't know if I feel like, because I don't feel like doing it. So. I, I would agree with the reverse of that if you feel like, we have, I have a, a really good friend who has had the conviction for years and years to not really celebrate Christmas they don't have a tree. They don't do decorations. And he has, over the years, taken a lot of flack from family and other church members and people that just looked at him like, you know, he's crazy. And 
wanted to debate him and wanted to taking down decorations because he wouldn't because he didn't put a tree up. He, they don't do Christmas uh, essentially, and so there were and and he wasn't out trying to convince other people to not do it. It was just people would find out that they don't really partake in Christmas, and they would say, "Why not?" And when he would say, "Well," You know, here's my convictions. Then they would argue. They would want to debate. And so, flip side, if you have that conviction, you should follow that conviction, and you should be. And, and brothers and sisters of Christ, we should allow each other to do that. Uh, so, you know. Yeah, and I do buy gifts. I just don't do decorations. So I buy gifts for the kids and stuff. And um, but um, all right, doing cool. ride, doing any gift exchanging. We do uh, sometimes. Then sometimes we just kind of do just a one big gift for the house. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, this year we won't do anything because we're broke because we had a baby. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so. Yeah, welcome to parenthood. Going right. to see Star Wars might be our gift. Dude, have you not seen it yet? Uh, okay, we're not going to get on that. Let's let's move to the last segment. Where are you really? I'm sorry. All right, Chase, uh, Chase, you have the. Uh, we have one more segment for today. Oh, pepperoni rolls. Dun, We're bringing dun. back. Do we have uh, theme music for As the Driscoll Turns? No, I wish we, we did. That would be great. I don't know what would it I'm picturing something uh, like a, a cross between. Cross between some kind of soap opera music and Driscoll, one of his old screaming videos. What? Like if. Do some type of soap yes, opera music in the background with yes. Driscoll doing one of his screaming episodes in the in, in the foreground. But we all kind of like Driscoll, right? I'm a Despite Driscoll guy. All the all the stuff that happened, so we're not really making. I'm fun excited. Of I'm excited about this story right here. Yeah. So. What are people flipping their? Can't say that word in the church. People are just flipping out over this. Ah, here we go. I mean, you knew they were going to. You knew the moment. Anyway, Chase, t- like, tell us. How long do you Tell us what it is. As the Driscoll turns. Yeah, we're recording now. We're in the game. Here we go. How dare you! You are not God! You are just a man! You're not an impressive man! You're not a responsible man! You're not a noble man! You're not a respectable man! You're not a responsible man in any regard! I don't care how successful you are! So, Phoenix, Arizona, 2016, is the site of Trinity Church, which will be pastored by Mark Driscoll. I'm glad it was Driscoll, because if not, this this segment would not have made any sense. Yeah, well, this is why it's as Driscoll turns, so... He's coming. He's back into pastoring. He has, uh, Pastor Mark has been of late on Twitter. He has been sharing uh, Bible verses and stuff like that. He's written uh, an eight part series on his He's blog called, called The Christ of Bible Christmas like at uh, markdriscoll.org <laughs> that you can check out. Um, but uh, <laughs> laugh it up, Fussball. <laughs> <laughs> I have been uh, subscribed to the Mark Driscoll newsletter for several months now. Oh, good. Well, what can you tell us about Trinity Church in Phoenix? Uh, absolutely nothing. That's what I thought. Okay. Because okay. it doesn't exist yet. They just it filed doesn't. papers. They just filed papers. It's coming in 2016. But I guarantee you the watch bloggers were waiting. They've they've had some crews down there Look, waiting on him it, to oh, pull to the criticism is going to come hard. Well, I'm hesitating. thinking about some of the uh, some of the other the Wartbog. Wart, what was that group's name? 
The Wartburg Watch. Yeah, the Wartburg Watch. They probably had someone move to Phoenix and wait for those papers to be filed so they could get after this. Well, let's hope not. Okay. Let's be charitable and hope that they don't do that. That they should we should we be show should grace. We? Okay. I think you're being towards Driscoll. Okay. And then if they don't, we can. Hey, then mom, dad, let's move them. on. All right. I guarantee if you go to their website right now, mom, you'll find something mom. on it. Let right, let's go. Chase is overly gracious sometimes, <laughs> unless you're Catholic. Uh, here's the only thing oh, I'll are say. Are going to talk about Catholics? I'm, no. no. I, I, All right. Thanks for tuning into this episode of. Okay. So, a couple things about this. I agree this. with you, Herschel. Mother Teresa is not a saint yet. Two, two things. I, I am excited I about. Her. I'm excited about Driscoll teaching and producing new material because I've always enjoyed his Bible teaching. I will say two questions. Well, one question and one comment. I felt like when he first moved to Phoenix and he said, you know, we're not moving here for any particular reason. We're just seeing what the Lord wants us to do. I mean, that, you know, I take him at, take it at face value. That's what he meant. But, I mean, I think everyone kind of assumed this is, this was what he was going to do, that at some point he was going to get back into pastoring and start another church. Um, so I think maybe he could have been a little bit more open about that. I do. Want, I would like to pastor again. I am praying about whether to plant another church. That's where I'm at. Cause I, How yeah. about he just didn't really know when he just moved to Phoenix? Possible. I'm just saying it just, just kind of, you know maybe could appear to be disingenuous but uh the bigger thing for me is just if if he has if he did submit himself as he said to some oversight and working through what he said was some of his issues that he needed to work through yeah you know if he's done that and he's finished that process then i i've always said i didn't think he was disqualified from ministry or disqualified from pastoring so if he's if he's at that point i think it's I think it's great um and you know, hopefully he's learned from, you know, the errors at Mars Hill, and he'll be uh, a better pastor because of it. Good deal. Well, David, your bet was right. The third story uh, on the WartburgWatch.com. You owe me a sandwich. Is uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make a bet. Hey, can we right. all work on? That was such a That's David a thing right there that you just did. Mark Driscoll and Joshua Harris, where are they now? You can't beat them, join them. And it's sensual. It's essentially uh, an article about uh, uh, what what Joshua Harris is up to, what C.J. Mahaney is up to, although he didn't make the, the lead part of the article, what Mark Driscoll is up to, and uh, et cetera. Can it I is ask not a question? as mean-spirited as some, but they do say this. We are grateful to Warren Throckmorton oh. for persistently following the Driscoll no. debacle and his attempts to rise from the ashes. No wonder Driscoll and family moved to Phoenix. There were no ashes. I, I, I agree, and Can I'm I ask not a question? grateful for who Warren Throckmorton. F- who follows Warren Throckmorton around and oversees him? From a distance, who who the same person who is the watch me blogger? Sees me from a know, distance. If I had the money, I'd pay for somebody to do that. <laughs> who's the who's the who's the uh, watch bloggers that that oversee the Wartburg watch? I, look, I'm personally glad to I mean, not have watch bloggers overseeing me because they would have a lot to write about, and I, I'm glad I don't have one. And I, I hope nobody, especially. Geez, I better shut up now. Seven, right? Uh, sh- <laughs> 
ordering Alabama no, football I'm, I'm games. I'm usually I'm asleep. I'm usually asleep around, you know, before six. But I mean, seriously, what, how that is the thing that irritates me so much about these people that they say they're Christians, but I, they call these things discernment ministries or accountability ministries. But I never, I, if they have ever posted about who watches them or oversees them or gives them their accountability, I've never seen it. Who, who follows the watchers? Who follows that around? I'm hiring somebody, and I'm going to have them have a blog, and they're going to be Throckmartin's Throckmartin. Is Throckmartin, is Throckmartin even a Christian? Does he claim to be a Christian? I believe – I. I think he does. I Wait, so he's likely. just basically made it his life ministry to to follow around Mark Driscoll and figure out wh- where he's at and what he's doing. I don't know. He's Maybe we TMZ ought to have him on and ask of, him. Uh, no, he's the TMD. The <laughs> Driscoll. I don't know. What's TMZ, what does TMZ stand for? Actually, I don't know if it stands for anything. I don't know if it stands for anything either. That's actually a good question. Okay, I'll look it up. Anyway. Most of the... the when this stuff started circulating, most of the websites that I, the articles that I saw, and I didn't read all of them, all of them said that 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 Mark Driscoll, you know, disgraced pastor, fired from his job. I'm like, he was not fired. He stepped down. There was no reason for him not to be able to start a church. He wasn't yeah. fired from his church. He wasn't proven to be unfit for ministry. Why you, like, I don't understand the, just say you don't like him and move on. Yeah, I think that's that's worthy. I mean, he obviously made a lot of mistakes. We all do. I'm not excusing his mistakes. He they made were one significant. Mistake. He was mean. Uh, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> that was his mistake. That's a pretty big mistake. Depending on how it manifested itself. By the way, TMZ stands for 30, 30 mile, mile zone. zone. Oh, okay. The radius around the intersection of West Beverly Boulevard and North Las Senega Boulevard. In L.A. So TMD really wouldn't are. make sense. Thirty mile Driscoll. Although that's that actually, actually that could be pretty cool. That could be it. Driscoll. thirty mile Driscoll. So we're going to put a thirty mile radius around Mark Driscoll, yeah. and and we're going to we got we're going to watch him at all times. That's I like what that. Doing. That's a good nickname for somebody too. Thirty mile Driscoll. I would want that if I. By was the way, if if you if it yes. sounds, we have not given Driscoll a, a like a complete pass on everything. Well, Emmanuel did, but I didn't give him a pass. <laughs> If you go back to if you have to go back to one, some of the earlier episodes, we we really hashed over the Driscoll situation and and what what our thoughts were there. So, and I don't I don't think pastors should be mean. Is there anybody still left on Skype? Do they have any comments about Driscoll before we get out of here today? Well, they've had so much opportunity to share them. They've actually been kicking it around. Would they like to share on on the air? I don't know, guys. Who wants to or lady also? Who wants to verbalize some of your chat comments? Did you say Jack comments? Chat, chat. Okay. Chat. If you'd take one earbud out, you'd be able to hear something. If these mics worked, I could hear. Am I, mics am I on? You're on. You're on. All right. Go ahead, caller. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have Tony from – what's the city in West Virginia? Uh, Danville. Charleston. Go we, ahead, caller. Danville. We have, a, uh, we have Tony from Danville on. <laughs> Tony, yes. go ahead. Uh, Driscoll needs to be given an opportunity to see if it's, you know, all right. It's okay. I mean, we, we pushed him and kicked him and, and I was not a Driscoll fan before. So I'm trying to, you know, give him benefit of the doubt. I think that's very first Corinthians 13 like of you. Call Thank it. you. Well said. And I, and Rack him. He hit on something. He said he needs to be given the opportunity. By who? 
He's a I can't say it on the podcast. God. Grown man. You can say grown man on the podcast. No, 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 okay. no. Emmanuel, that was not a give I'm, everybody not, else give him an opportunity. I know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. No, he's agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you, but caller. I, what I'm saying is that people Tony. who are anti Driscoll starting a church, I think they feel like they like they should be the ones to tell him when it's okay for him to actually do ministry, and that's gotcha. not his call. They would never tell him it was okay for him to do ministry. They would the, never most of those that. Pe- most of those people wanted him disqualified or said he was disqualified. And if I was Driscoll, I would tell people like, "Look, you didn't put me in ministry. You can't take me out of ministry. Like God put Amen. me in ministry, and you're not my elders. So you know." All right, we have, we have a question from the audience, but I I, I want my thirty miles on. Whoa! Go, go ahead, Jeanette. What was what was your question? So, I, I know the obvious answer is God, but who does say someone's fit for ministry? Like God and your your local church. Okay, so if the local church, how do they come to that decision? Um. Well, usually it's over a period of time, and they'll confirm the call. That's kind of what happens. So the That's problem when you, when is... you're first starting out. Now, when it's a situation like this, when you're not in a church, I don't know if he goes to church, so I don't know who would, you know, who would give him the go-ahead. But I don't think he needs anybody to give him the go-ahead in this particular situation. If people are willing to come to his church, it's not like they don't know what they're getting into. They know who he is. That's on them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yes. Generally, that's what we would... I, I don't, I, you know, in the Baptist world, like the way it worked with me was that um, somebody, uh, you know, they kind of recognize, yeah, some the screenshots. Uh, so actually, the the pastor of the church approached me and said, "Hey, we we kind of recognize that God's doing something in your life. We want to come alongside you and help you with that." And they kind of put me into a mentoring if if you want to call it that and then eventually they they more formalized it they licensed me and then I was in this period of time where I was a licensed minister and 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 I was more at that time more thoroughly being examined and watched for God's calling and my uh qual- qualifications to it and then eventually that led to an ordination um but yeah I, I mean I do think Personally, and and I'm glad you asked the question, I want to kind of back off a little bit of the bravado to say I do think he should have – I think everybody – and Emmanuel and I may disagree a bit on this. I think – I don't know exactly what – Is that possible? Yeah. We we don't – we're not completely mind-to-mind all the time. But I I, I think everyone needs accountability. I agree with that. And oversight from someone. I'm saying in this particular situation, if he's not a part of a body – he didn't have elders to give him a go-ahead. So who who does he go to? Like who does he go to? What does he have to like grovel at Tim Keller and John Piper's feet, saying, "Hey, you're the most famous reform guys. I need your permission to go start a church." Like he didn't have built-in accountability now because he's. You see what I'm saying? That we but, know of. But should he seek some out? I mean, that's a, I think that's a reasonable question. Yeah, I think he's done that, but people are not going to be satisfied with any account. In, well, but, unless it's somebody they know, yeah. they're not going to be satisfied with it anyway. But And I guess that's the thing. He's always going to – I guess my thought is more for people who would <laughs> – Driscoll has, has given himself a scarlet letter in a, in a, 
in a way in terms of modern Christendom. And the people who are going to like him are going to like him. The people who don't, don't. But the fact of the matter is he's seeking to be the pastor of a local congregation. And those people he's going to try to shepherd, um, I think, deserve to know that he is seeking to continue to acknowledge his past sins and work through them with some accountability. And I agree with that, but if you're not in a denomination, there's not any built-in accountability. And anybody you pick to be accountability is automatically going to be seen, at least when he, for him, is going to be seen as kind of, you know, good old boys network anyway. So I'm saying he's, yeah. there's no... I think I there's people there's he can find. that he can do it was going to satisfy everybody. There's, there's not. No, there's no way because he can. he's not in a denomination. Oh, if he was in a denomination, this would be easy. If he was a Presbyterian, you go to the, you know, whatever. And there would be a board. Presbyterian, the board, whatever. And I think you could still submit yourself to, I mean, I, you know, Tony. I think in a reform circle, you could go to a Keller or a Piper. I'm, I'm just saying, Tony, Tony making the comment. Tony's been on our show before. But Tony's in a denomination. He is, and I'm just saying he shared his story, and he has went through the channels of his denomination seeking out restoration. He submitted himself to that. And I think if you were not in a denomination, I still think you could go to <laughs> some – you could go to some people in your um, community? In, in your community – Okay. Someone you respect, and you—you, you, I'm just saying, on an individual level, you could go and submit yourself to them. I have a, my church not a—we're non-denominational. I have a mentor, my pastor. He's been my mentor for for three years, and before that, my pastor's mentor was my mentor. Um, if I started a church, I would want his blessing, and if he said no, then I wouldn't do it. Okay. Um, but with that said, let's say that I was starting a church and he said yes, and I was to say I was in a Driscoll situation. That wouldn't be good enough for people anyway. People wouldn't. No, I agree. I agree. No, he's been my accountability for. They would say it's not good enough. Years. Yep. They were like, well, we don't know him, and he knows you too well. Because mm. when people want somebody, you want somebody who doesn't know you at all to sign off on you. When that's not what biblical discipleship is, it's people who know you to sign up off. On I agree. Or, but it's not. You need people the the public is comfortable with to sign off on you, so that we can so that we can stop writing articles about you. I've had people though. I've I've had somebody before That's question. Press, they're not going to. Exactly. I had somebody before question how I could how could I how I could be a pastor when I had not went to school and got a degree. And I said, well, oh, you know, I'm ordained through my church. And they said, so your church would just ordain you without going to school, you going to school and getting a degree. So. You know, even if you follow through Person that, I like to call an idiot. But I'm just, I'm saying, even if you follow through a denominational process, you're going to have some people who would, they've got a whole different set of standards that you need to follow. Exactly. Um, so you're not going to please everybody. Yeah. In the chat, Lucy had a, um, a kind of good thought about this. Lucy, if you'll go ahead and share. Uh, it's been a minute ago now, but. Yeah. Hi guys. Yeah. So something about Mark Driscoll. The thing is, right, firstly, it can happen to anybody. You know, pride comes before the fall and all that. So if we get given that much authority, that much platform to, you know, do what we need to do, it can happen to any of us. Um, but in the UK, we don't have as big as a Christian, a Christian personality culture as you guys do in the US. Um, so it's quite interesting watching. Um, but I think <laughs> um, <for> <laughs> I'm not sure whether he should be in ministry because of, you know, is he ready to go back? But at the same time, if we say that, we're not really living out the gospel because we can't say, oh, someone does a particular sin, therefore you can't be a pastor anymore. But then we need to protect people as well. So that's my thoughts, really. 
Yeah, it, the, it's her, a tough balance. Well, and her comment about the the, but it's not the Christian our job personality to protect his flock. Yeah. That's the thing. It's his flock's job to protect. And, and I, it's and, his elders at whatever church this is. And see, that's what I was. That's what I was looking. But her her comment about the the Christian personality culture was interesting. You know, I used to, to have me. Christian personalities, by the way. Uh oh. Whitfield, like some of the greatest preachers ever from there. Whit- Whitfield and Martin Lloyd Jones. Martin Lloyd Jones. Um, these guys just want to be them and don't do a great job. So. I have a real life example uh, that that uh, I, I, I'm not going to name names, but church I used to uh, minister at for a long time. They have a significantly famous guest speaker that comes in. Uh, frequently, and it seems—I I don't know anybody's heart—but it seems like a lot of the people at that at that particular church are like really, really into this guy. The problem with this guy is he, he had a very, uh, very public moral failure. Uh, he had an affair, left his wife, and and, and got with another woman, uh, married her essentially. I think left his kids too. Uh, he's a younger guy, but but he did that. He abandoned his family while he was in ministry a, a few years back, and um, the, he he was very gifted. Depending on who you ask, some people would disagree with that, but considered a very gifted minister. Um, went through some levels of restoration with some nationally known uh, ministries, um, but he bucked those too, and, and now. Kind of, I, I have, I don't know how, I, I, I don't know the situation very well. He's back in ministry, and just, just saying, I'm not crazy about that. I'm not. I don't have any level of authority on it. I'm not out there uh, writing blogs about it. I'm not following him around. But I was at that church for a long time. I still know people there, and and I, quite frankly, I'm worried about this guy coming in and having such a prominent platform there well you might you might um but there's there, quite frankly there's nothing i can do about it and i don't think the way to handle it is to go out and and write blogs as a hit piece on this guy because i don't know him i don't know that god hasn't restored him to ministry mm-hmm. i don't know that he hasn't repented i just am really uncomfortable about it and i'm scared about it and and it, I wish there was something possibly that could be done to protect the people better, but it is in God's hands, essentially, and not mine. It is not to me to protect those people anymore. I have a new assignment. Yeah. And sometimes I guess what I'm saying is we need to trust God to protect his people and not necessarily our pen or our keyboard from a thousand miles away um, to do that. Would you support someone going out and starting a church with no oversight or accountability at all, saying that you know, they felt like God called them? I guess it would depend on the situation. I, I would say that is not the best way to handle it. I I could not definitively say God hasn't called you to do that. I think that's that's the you know I don't think that's the the wise way. I mean you know I think God's God's work needs to be done God's way, and I, I do think there would be God's way is accountability in there. But I, I will say, if you're talking but, about Driscoll, he does have a team he's working with. That's what. But I'm just I was just in general. Jeanette was asking the question about how do you. Paul even said to give watch, you know, to watch for a while. And to, I wonder if I can't remember. He said to watch them for a while before you point them out. Sorry. 
and to not be hasty in laying on of hands. All right. Um, I think we're going to wrap things up yeah. at this point. We're, we're getting near the four-hour mark after Emmanuel says this last thing. So I guess it's only two probably hours. Please, more people is if he joined a church and then sat under that church's leadership and then had that church send him out, maybe people would. I think the highest critics of him would okay. not accept that. I think a lot of, of people that kind of, uh, I think some people would accept that. Some people would say that's the wisest thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, I ty- I just typed his name into Twitter just to do a search, and it's amazing what is being said by people about him getting back into ministry. People, and just, m- most of which don't. I, know. I mean, they're writing blogs, they're writing. I mean, just tweets, but people also writing articles. I mean, one one article was why women should never trust Mark Driscoll again. I mean, that was the their, that was their article they wrote. What did he do to women? Oh, uh, you know, he made some really. Um, misogynistic comments early. You know, remember he got on that whole message board and he was oh, like, posting under that pseudonym and he made, yeah, way back early in his ministry. Because he's way more hard on the guys. And, you know, so, yeah, he definitely changed as he went on and he's repented of those things. He has said that he it was a mistake. He was he was sorry. He's repented of them. They He shouldn't have done them. But, you know, it Romans eleven twenty nine I think says the calling the uh, gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. I do personally think that you can disqualify yourself from certain ministry positions. Um, I think God's gifts and callings are never removed from you, and um, I don't know how exactly that works together. So I think you could have a teaching gift. I do think you may could disqualify yourself from being a pastor. I don't know. I you know I. I, I have a I can't give you a verse which is dangerous, but I I think it may be possible to kind of put yourself in a situation where maybe you can't serve as a pastor again. Well you can't. But I, I think you could the verses being above reproach. Not meeting those qualifications at yeah. that point. Yeah. So I do think and though you still you, may have the gifts. You still have the gifts and, and I think still, you could still you still may have the call. And I think you could still, if you still have the gift of teaching, but you, don't office, the, but you don't have the trust. You could still have the. You could still teach. I think, like you could still teach, without um, being in necessarily an elder position. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think Driscoll personally, from the outside looking in, and you know what? I know him. I know him as well as these people on these blogs know him. Yeah, precisely. And. From the outside looking in, I can't say that he was disqualified from being a pastor again. Well, well his, although they his they own say elder he does. said that he was not disqualified for ministry. So, did you know there was a DriscollControversy.com? I'm not surprised at all. His own elders didn't want him to leave. His own elders wanted him to stay and continue pastoring Mars Hill. So, all right. Uh, I do not think it served the kingdom of God that that Driscoll left that church and it completely dissolved. I think that was a hit. I don't think that was the thing that should have happened. Admitting that Driscoll made plenty of mistakes, killing that whole organization, I, I really have a problem with that. But did he kill? Well, that's but that we're gonna, that's farther down the rabbit hole. But did he kill it, or did the organization? They killed it. Kill it. That's that's not. Can't go on without him. And, and, and that's, that, that's flawed right there. They stepped, I don't believe in a one man show. But they just stepped the same. Once he stepped aside, they said they were just going to dissolve it. But I, you know what? I don't know that they had the. 
backbone to continue. Oh, no, I'm not saying they didn't. I'm, I'm saying, not saying they were cowards. I'm saying I don't know that. The, I think they just. Moving Driscoll from the situation probably wasn't ultimately what should have happened. The easier thing to do for them or the better thing they felt in their judgment was just to let those churches serve themselves and discontinue the, the larger group. All right. We are uh, after uh, some of these people now have been here for four hours. So after four hours, uh, apparently that's about all they can take of us. And so uh, I don't blame them. Katie, Rachel, Hannah have all um, left. We still have Jeanette who has Kate's been right there. The faithful few. I'm sorry. Who did we lose? Rachel and Hannah. Katie is still here. Katie did leave temporarily. She, Katie left, but Loudly. came back. That went through y'all. Jeanette is still holding the uh, camera for us. Would you like? Would you like a? <laughs> would you like a producer job? Well, she gets a producer credit for this show for sure. Rachel, Kathy, my wife Allison, still you here. All right, let's say goodbye to those on the uh, Skype. Nick, you were going to ask them a question to uh, get us out of here in the uh, epic Christmas episode. All right, so the last shall be first. Tony, you are the last arriver, so we'll go to you first. Um, and I hope you remember my question because I can't find it in the chat because you guys have gone on a tirade. But, Tony, what would you look for more of from the Gospel Friends in 2016? Uh, more of Nick's great wisdom oh, because uh, we, we, need, uh, oh. we need more of Nick Jenkins. Uh, oh, wow. Every time he speaks, I just, I just pause and stop and wonder why it's not about Nick and the boys. There's, there's something about liars, Tony, that you well, need I to can, uh, do. I can just sum up everything Nick's going to say. 2016. Smoke weed. Let the women do whatever they want to do. Um, edit point. I don't say edit point. Uh, I'm not the one who says edit point. I just have to deal with them when people do. That sums up Nick's wisdom. Hey, David, I think unless you and I have about a 20 minute discussion of the relative merits of Nick speaking more, <laughs> I like that okay, idea. Let's do it. I like that yeah. idea. I have seven points I want to make here. And also pointed out, Nick just looks at the guy and says, seriously? <laughs> That, do that, now? that may or may not be true. Thank you very much, Tony, the director. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these up. guys that we've had um, in the Skype call today actually have shows of their own that we are um, happy to kind of just support them and, and have mm-hmm. them in our community as well. So we'll include some of the links to their stuff in show notes. But, Tony, what's the best place for folks to find you? West Virginia. Tony Vance, TonyVance.com. There you go. All right. Can you, you can die in West Virginia. Wait, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Yes. Hey, Tony, could All you right. give everybody your home phone number in case they want to call you? The, the yes. hungry, the hungry. The, uh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, Tony the, just wrapped. <laughs> the hungry cheese man, Kristen. Um, what would you look for more of from the Gospel Friends in 2016? Okay, guys. Well, one thing that I would really like, in as a serious topic, um, possibly explore some of the things that are going on in the world today as far as the relating to the end times. No, we're not going to know what the uh, day or time is, but, you know, as far as lining some things up, looking at stories around the world, what's going on in Israel, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Chase Thompson is grinning like a schoolgirl. Yeah, Chase is extremely happy. Yeah, okay, so so real quick, number two, more manual. And number three, less Driscoll. Oh, Boo. wow. It's fine. Let's talk for an hour yeah. about Lester. Hey, hey, real... Listen, you guys have worn me off of him so much that I, I, I don't even tune into what's going on. So uh, that's, my, that's my take. No, we, all no, like we love Driscoll. Like sure you do. We, yeah, we all love each other. Yeah, that's great. One yeah. Of the best uh, out there. We, really we have always. Hey, real quick, real quick. Kristen, here's my Kristen story. Go for it. Kristen, I don't know if you remember the first time you and I ever talked was about 
five years ago, Chase Chase sent me a message and said, "Hey man, if you're interested in playing some fantasy football, I got a league that I can get you in on." And I said, "Okay, I, I want in." And you sent me an email with some instructions on how to to join. And I was I was so excited, and I went out and I created my team, the the Macamaniacs. And, uh, and, I, and I got a, a symbol for them. I spent all day doing it. I did my research on the draft. I was really excited. I went to log in that night, and I got a message, League Full. And I emailed you, and you were like, oh, yeah, hey, man, my dad wanted to play, and uh, I let him have it. Sorry. Oh, well, oh, I'm so sorry no. that I really don't remember that, David. <laughs> That is the thing of beauty. <laughs> Chase, you can verify that's the true story, though, correct? Uh, no comment. Uh, all right. So, anyway, I love you. I love you anyway, Chris. But all, in all seriousness, David, it's been great to get to know you, yeah. and I'm sorry it will never happen again. That's right. that's okay. I understand. I, I, you know, I have a dad too. So. Anything you want to shamelessly plug, Kristen? Uh, no, not really. Uh, <laughs> you can't find me anywhere. KristenBrown.com. Uh, I, I mean, I have a Twitter. It's at, at I am Super Dad. But you can find me on Facebook. That's really it. Appreciate it. All right. And uh, the the last lady standing in, in the Skype, Lucy? Hello. It's been a privilege, guys, to uh, be there and chat about Christmas puddings and Mark Driscoll. <laughs> we appreciate it. I learned a lot about Christmas puddings for myself. I appreciated your post in the Hall of Dogma on that. Well, I'm really excited that there's very unique ways to cook them. So we may have to experiment with that. Um, what do you want to see more of in 2016? What would I see in 2016? What, with Gospel Friends? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I think you should have your wives on one. Like, to have them on the actual show. So you want and, more uh, You want more of our wives? Like, okay. Yeah. More of the wives. <laughs> I like that. I have to find somebody to keep yes. those 17 kids. <laughs> now, that may be true. Well, have your kids on. If you got the guys got kids, get your kids on as well. That'd be hilarious. Oh, look, that's, a li- microphone. that's a little controversial. Don't uh, tempt we, our kids. We've had they... teenagers on before. I'm under the impression that most. Oh, so let me ask this: You're saying, you're saying have more went on. Would would you be on the show? Okay, so you. Um, yeah, maybe if it wasn't at one thirty in the morning. Yeah, probably. Okay. Or one forty-two okay. in the morning. Okay, so Lucy, you you would be on, and and Katie and Jeanette. Okay, so I was under the impression that that women didn't actually want to be on because you, no, Rachel, they Kathy, like to listen to the show, but they'll be on it. Rachel, oh, Jeanette listens. A joke there. Okay. All right, Lucy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Good job. Thank Lucy. you for hanging out with us. Till any, any shameless yeah. plugs before we Good go? Night. Oh, any shameless plugs what before did you, you say, go? Sorry. Any shameless plug before you go? Yeah, shameless plug. Uh, you can add me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at Happy Poetica. Happy Christmas, guys. You too. Thank you. Merry so Christmas much. to you. All right. So the last men standing. I'm not sure. Brad is still there, so we'll give him a minute to maybe wake up, Mister um, Mister <laughs> Studdard. Yes. Hello. Yes, sir. I'll mute my, mu- <laughs> my microphone. That'll probably help. A little bit. No worries. Um, it's getting late. So 2016, what do we need to do more or even less of? Well, I think we need to talk more about proper football, not oh. uh, that uh, oh, a that fake rugby thing that you, you lot play over there with your pads, your big girls. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely more proper football. Um I think, other than that, I think it's been it's been great. Really enjoy um, listening and and being able to be part of it and and just um, 
being part of the hood, I know the HOD get has uh, been mentioned many times and said how great it is and and things and yeah, just want to keep up the good work, lads. All right, we appreciate your involvement in the community. We really do. Um, you have a podcast, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, I do. I have the uncategorized uh, Christian podcast that I do with a, a fellow um, British person and um, we're on Stitcher and iTunes and uh, Podcast Garden things like that, that so was, that you was can a check pretty, us out if you want to that was a pretty, sorry no no it was that was a neat trick Nick just did he uh, right when it got to your podcast name he did like no. a little blip in the internet connection <laughs> okay, first of all and we were I unable mean, to actually hear it status. so second of all <laughs> good job <laughs> Nick he didn't name his co-host <laughs> who was your co-host Christopher Chattles Chris Trattles, yeah. I think I think what you need to do is you need to get onto Nathan Martin to provide you a better uh, internet service. You need to stop using the AOL uh, dial-up <laughs> service. It's, it's not the best. Well, maybe when Chris, he's a senator for Alabama, Chris, he can, he can listen, work on that. If we could get better internet here, uh, we, we would get it, man. We, I mean, like literally, we cannot. We would pay lots of money. I, we would dock. <laughs> we would dock Chase's salary in I a heartbeat to up, to up our internet wow. speed if we could. Uh, kids could go home. Rachel fainted. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Um, all right. We'll get your podcast in the show notes. Thanks, Chris. Um, That's all. Bless you. Yes, sir. Herschel, um, more or less of in 2016. And, and hey, don't worry about that thing we worked out beforehand. You can you can um, tell them what you really think. Well, hey, guys. This is Herschel. I um, uh, would like more David in 2016. They can't hear you anymore. Oh, I can hear it. We can't hear him anymore. That's, that's a good thing. Yes. Amen. Go ahead, Herschel. But, as, but uh, I must say that I'm enjoying, you know, now that I've listened to all the podcasts, the only thing that I would love is I would love to see the video not be put on, on Periscope, but, you know, in this format or over in, in Google Hangouts so that I could see it when I wasn't able to, to be there to watch it because it's a lot more fun with the, with the outtakes still left inside. Uh, but as for content, you guys are doing a great job. I very uh, um, enjoy much, very much so listening to the podcast. You know, of course, my daughter is a fan too, so that makes it even better. It's something we can share. And as for David, uh, he's beginning to grow on me like a fungus, so I, I guess we could have a little bit more I, David. I know that feeling. Um, anything you want to say? I love you, K. Rice. <laughs> anything you want to I love you too, buddy. <laughs> Oh, the bromance. Can you guys hug it out now? Uh, <laughs> you don't hug a fungus. <laughs> so many jokes. Anything you want to shamelessly plug, Herschel? No, just uh, like I say, I, I love you all. You do a great job, and I'm, I'm very much appreciative of you and the folks that I've, I've met in the hall and, and just uh, the friendships and the, and the camaraderie there. And the wonderful thing is we're all bonded uh, by our common faith in Christ, and, and it's Amen. been a blast. Amen. It's been a blast. Thanks, brother. All right, Brad, um, the first visitor to the HOD Church is the last uh, visiting word tonight on the podcast. What are you looking forward to more of, uh, less of in 2016? If you can take a break from your Kung Fu movie, it looks like. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. They were showing uh, a Dukes of Hazzard uh, marathon run on. Hey. <laughs> sounds like something worth watching. Good what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> you may have already answered it, bro. <laughs> hey, uh, no, I just want to 
I just want to appreciate appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, the between the show and the Hall of Dogma, I have learned so much and I've grown so much the past couple of years. Uh, you know, I've learned some theology. I've learned some different opinions. I've learned how to uh, to get a thicker skin and to uh, defend <laughs> defend my uh, point of view and my belief system uh, more. And uh, I just uh, I pre- really appreciate it that we are. We are a true picture of the church, I, I believe. We all come with our different backgrounds and our, our different ways of thinking, but we come together underneath, uh, underneath one God, and we're all extremely grateful for his restoration, uh, his, his way that he's provided us back to him. So uh, I thank you all, and I love you all. I, I think that's a pretty good place yeah, to, good to wrap it up. Love you too, bro. Thanks thank for the shirts. Love thank you, man. Um. Why are you nodding at me? You this is this is the part, Nick, where you wrap everything up. I know, but usually you'll do something that's oh. All right, well, thanks. Uh, this has been a great episode. Uh, the maybe the longest episode of that same something Gospel Friends history. Yeah, I feel like we're four hours in. It was, it was Christmas good, extravaganza. It was good I mean, Christmas it was, extravaganza. It was what it was advertised. This was uh, yeah, Nick. Was this everything you dreamed it would be when you came up with this idea? Uh, that's wow. everything I dreamed. I it would am be. thankful for. <laughs> I'm thankful for the uh, the audience. The ladies who showed up today to support us. Yay! Apparently, Yay. David's the only one who got the sandwiches, though. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, all right. So, uh, and, and everybody who joined us on Skype, this has been fun. Uh, episode eighty-two is going to be a wrap. Nick, I'm gonna throw it well, over to we, you. We have we have five speak pipers that I think we're going to tack on uh, at the end of the show, right? Yes. We we weren't able to, or we didn't play them during the show, but we had five. Uh, international listeners yeah, United Kingdom Ireland uh, Scotland mm-hmm. Alaska which mm-hmm. yep I still don't know is international it is, somewhere international and uh, Russia yeah yeah and, so, and actually a domestic one so last night Chase asked all international listeners to send in a speak pipe <laughs> and he tagged some of our international listeners including yeah. Alexandria Romanov you see, it just sounds Russian to me. I mean, what's her what's her last name? Romano. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be Romanov. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like Ray yeah. Romano. Uh, but she's in Alaska, and yep. so she came back and commented and said um, that Alaska is not uh, Alaska is in the U.S. And she said, "I hope you're not the one that homeschools." Chase to Chase, Alaska is attached to Canada. That's the thing. I went and, and looked it up. It's not in the U.S. It's like so it's in like, the it's US. A, it's I put totally a map, different color it's of the U.S. I put a map up in the Hall of Dogma yes. showing Alaska with USA written across it, so Chase would know. I think you just must have photoshopped that in. No, it wasn't. So, uh, but we, we're going to play the speak is. pipes here in just a moment. Goes, you know. Hello, Hall of Dogma. This is Alexandria Romano. Um, Chase listed me as an international liver, even though Alaska is part of the great U.S. of A. So, good job, Chase. Um, I was just using the speak pipe to say some speak pipe things. Um, I don't have a lot of Christmas traditions. The only one I have is um, eating reindeer sausage on Christmas Eve. And because I like to spite Santa Claus, I guess. And um, usually staying up late and opening presents at like 2 in the morning. Uh, I'm pretty scroogey when it comes to Christmas. Um, I won't be able to be on the show, though, because I'm going to be watching Star Wars with my dad. And it's going to be really fun. 
Um, not as fun as hanging out with you guys, but you know, my dad's pretty cool. He's about the same age as most of you guys. He's, he's 41. So, you know, he would have fit in great. Uh, I got to go put my foster baby to bed. So, uh, good night. God bless. And may the force be with you. Hi, it's Mark here from Northern Ireland. I just want to wish you all a happy Christmas and thank you very much for all the work you've done the past year of making us think and making us laugh and making us kind of embarrassed about Americans. But anyway, thank you. Anyway, I'm just about to go off to our church's nativity service where um, I'm one of the leaders in the Sunday school. So that's a big part of our year and I'll be playing trombone for that. So happy Christmas to you all. Say hello to everyone in America for me and have a great new year. Hi guys, the Doctor here. I love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Anyway, I'm wandering around some Middle Eastern backwater somewhere. I think the year's about, I don't know, the TARDIS says 0 BC, but I think the clock's broken. Anyway, I'm about to wander into some, well it looks like a stable really. Have a good Christmas. Hello, this is Ian Mackey from Dundee, Scotland. Though I'm actually in England at the moment. Just like to wish you all a Merry Christmas. You know, times in life you wonder, what was life like before I got married? What was life like before we had children? And I was wondering, what was life like before I started listening to the Gospel Friends? Well, it probably made a lot more sense. I remember the first time I listened to the Gospel Friends... And I thought, what is this rubbish? Well, I'm still trying to work out what this rubbish is. But it is without doubt the best podcast there is. And the Hall of Dogma is the best uh, group there is on Facebook. So I'd like to thank you for all the work that you do. And to wish you all a Merry Christmas. And keep on making nonsense. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from Ian in Dundee. Bye. So second service is starting here at church and I only have about a minute and 30 seconds to go. So as it's playing in the background, I am here to share my thoughts. This is Josh from Project Faith Journey. Sorry I could not be there for the second annual (laughs) Gospel Friends Christmas celebration thing. Uh, You know, hopefully it goes over a lot better than that Star Wars Christmas special. But you know what? I always answer these things about the same way. So let me say that David, you know what? You really hammered it in. You you talked a lot, and I think that I get it. You talked a lot, so you've won me over. But, you know, Chase, Chase, he, uh, he said a lot of good theological terms, so I think I'm going to go with Chase because he, he won me over theologically. Um, wait, but now Nick, he had some good nuggets of wisdom in there. I like those little gold nuggets. I, I think that those, you know, my foster brother from another mother, he is, he, he, I like his nuggets of wisdom. You guys are like the three wise men. Hey, 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 Emmanuel, Rob, Tony, Martin Brothers, hear me out. They are like the three wise men because, you know, Nick brought those nuggets of wisdom, the gold, and Chase brought the frankincense, the cleansing with the theological terms. And, you know, oh, oh, and David, he's he's like Murr. Murr was there to cleanse the body and in the embalming process, so you really hammered it home. Love you guys, and... I uh, wish I could be there. You guys have a great time today. All right. Thanks, everyone, who um, sent us a message in on SpeakPipe. Those were great. 
they were fantastic. I, yeah, I enjoyed those. Did yeah, y'all enjoy really those? Good. It was invaluable. Good. All right. Uh, valuable members of our community, we thank you. Uh, thanks for everyone who participated in some regard tonight, live audience, Skype audience. I'm sorry um, you didn't have something better to do. It was, <laughs> Wow, thanks, Chase. That's, that's the mean, sales pitch you. we need. All right. Um, if you like some of these, would like to correspond with us, we'd love to have you do it. Um, thegospelfriends.com is where you can find past episodes, show notes, and all our contact info. The Twitter, um, as Emmanuel loves so dearly, at my gospel friends. Um, you have heard it mentioned a hundred times of once tonight, but the Hall of Dogma is f- where all our shenanigans happen. Um, but it's a it's a pretty cool community the Lord has built there, and we are thankful for it. You can find that on Facebook, hallofdogma.com. Uh, we'll take you to the Facebook group. As you heard, some guys called in on, and maybe lady, called in on SpeakPipe tonight, speakpipe.com slash the gospel friends. Wait, maybe uh, lady? I mean, we just listened to him, Nick. You can't remember what you just heard? Boy, you should lay off the wacky. Or if you live in Alaska, um, you can call 205-575-9735. Our country code is 11 if you're in Alaska. What else do I say at the end of the show? I have to dial that in. Actually, I don't know. That's a good question. Call in with that... uh, Alexandria, we don't know. Yeah. You have to call long distance since you're technically located in Canada. <laughs> yeah, technically. Alexandria, send us some of that reindeer for Christmas that you mentioned. I don't know if she's going to send us much Christmas this year. Yeah. Tune in Tune next, next week, week. <laughs> when you may hear David say. So if we start having women co-hosts, would we uh, you know, eat better? Would they bring food? I think the laughter tells you everything you need to know. everybody out keeping everybody in <laughs> just like you and I talked about and today blowing up everybody else <laughs> <laughs> my platform oh boy all right so um, David no we, somebody needs to pray yeah we do you're probably the most sanctified at this point I think. Yeah, I John the Baptist you pray okay David you pray Emmanuel can pray it'll be short and sweet pray Emmanuel all right. uh,
Father, we thank you for this uh, this time and this podcast uh, that really has been a, uh, a ministry to a lot of people. We ask that you would bless it, that you would uh, keep it watch over our mouths, that you would uh, imbue us with wisdom from your Holy Spirit, and that you would uh, that you would uh, receive glory from everything we do here today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Who was taking pictures? What? Somebody. Amen. Okay. Hey. Awesome. Kick it off. Okay. Do we know this will actually record? Nope. Okay. Do you? Sh- shouldn't we test to make sure it's going to record? Why? Okay. Well, because that do you, do you one time we recorded half a podcast and it didn't record, <sighs> and we had to do it again. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Hey, that was, I wasn't here when that happened. No, no, I've only ever not was... recorded me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it did happen one time when you were here. Well, uh, that was because you didn't turn on the recorder, but still. <laughs> Hey, Rachel, I think that, that last text may have meant for someone else. You're telling me stuff I know. You sent me a picture of myself. David likes looking at pictures of himself. All right. I think it's working. Is the recording working? Looks like it. All right. Okay. All right. Three. We ready? Ready. Born ready, David. All right. Three. Wait. I forgot my belt. Oh, crap. You didn't take your belt? I didn't take my belt. Please. I I need need y'all to uh, turn your heads for just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) You got to stand up. No, I'm not stand up. There's women in the room. I have taken my belt off for 87 shows. Okay. All right. No, we did five. We did five pilots. Okay. It's a not five pilots. It's a mojo thing. Yes. All right. Everybody's got to clear the. As bad as these podcasts are, imagine how bad they would be if I left my belt on. It's a lot worse. Katie, you're you're overthinking things. Hey, we gonna get a close up of the ladies. It's, it's like in sports when you <laughs> Yeah, that's not weird. <laughs> well, uh, Jeanette, uh, Jeanette somebody, uh, people would like for you to turn the camera yeah, around so the they can see you. Me? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you keep getting us. I, I do need to see it real quick. Okay. All right. Hey, ladies. <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> I'm the videographer. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Ready? Clear your throats. Wow. <clears throat> <clears throat> <coughs> you can't hear them. I did. I heard that. Fire. <coughs> yes. We're worse every week. Yeah. We're being restrained All right. today. Three. That's also true. Two. Hey, don't forget. What? I have to interrupt you at least three times. Okay. Three, two, one. Brought to you this week by your mom. <laughs> How is your mom? I was supposed to call my yet. mom last night, and I forgot. Well, you know what's going to happen. She's going to call about 50 times during the show, and you're going to ignore her. Oh, she is going to kill me. She okay. sure is. This is excellent. All right, here we go. Three, two. You know I need to call my mom, too. Should we just take a break and call our moms real quick? No. <laughs> That'll make Rachel and the Martins happy. That totally would. I think we should do that. Okay, here we go. Can you Skype up my mom? Three, Nick, two. No. As long up, as she'll read from the Jesus Calling devotion. This is brought to us by HB. We're going to have a problem. By who? HB. What did you, what did you finally decide? I got, I, the audience gave me something. Here we go. Three, two. Are you ready? 
Are you ready? Did you tell us to stop talking? Well, that's kind of the whole point of the podcast. Okay, here we go. Three. Moment of silence this week for episode 82. <laughs> now y'all are laughing. Every week. All right. You guys, every week. Here we go. Three. It's going to be a long night. Yep. I, it's, I, it's afternoon here, man. Otherwise, it won't be for me. Three. Two. Poor Chris.